is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. Massive day in the NBA. Damian Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. It is a big, big deal. Does it make the Milwaukee Bucks NBA championship contenders? We'll talk about that here on the showgram. As always, presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com. The bottom line is you never pay the advocates out of pocket. Never, ever. You can always talk to an injury attorney 24-7, 365 for free at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, finally, finally, we get some NBA news of note. Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in a blockbuster deal. And I think it is absolutely shocking that it is Milwaukee. Now, if you read the tea leaves, obviously Giannis and Dame uh, had been exchanging pleasantries uh, for a part of the summer, but I don't think anybody saw the Milwaukee Bucks moving Drew Holiday to Portland, essentially in exchange for Damian Lillard. And we'll talk about the Suns part of this in a minute, but it is stunning that Damian Lillard did not end up in Miami. He did not end up in Toronto. He did not end up with the Knicks. Damian Lillard ended up in Milwaukee with Giannis Antetokounmpo in what could be his best opportunity to win a championship. But here's the problem with that. Did this trade make the Phoenix Suns better? That, I think, is the biggest question. And do the Suns end up with Drew Holiday at the end of the day? Because Portland's not going to hang on to Drew Holiday in this deal. Portland is looking to go young. They are going to rebuild. They certainly are not going to hang on to Drew Holiday, which I think there is no doubt would impede the growth and development of Scoot Henderson in Portland. This is another trade in the making. Will Phoenix swoop in? I think that's a very interesting question, but there is no doubt now. With DeAndre Ayton finally, finally gone from Phoenix, and it feels two years overdue at this point, CP3's gone, DeAndre Ayton's gone, you have a new head coach, you have a changing of the guard, but Jake, as different as things now seem in Phoenix, it does seem like they are the true winner of the Dame trade. Yeah, I mean, I just think they're in an ideal position to go out and contend for a championship. And, and not to say that, you know, Milwaukee's not or, or that this was bad for Milwaukee. Obviously, it was really good for Milwaukee. Obviously, this is the type of move that you would assume would incentivize Giannis to sign his deal. I think he's almost obligated at this point to sign that extension. But I think for Phoenix, the biggest thing is is now, you know, figuring out chemistry. Hey, how can we get all these new faces and new guys to to gel together? We've seen this before. We see it in Lakerland all the time. You see it in 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 the teams that usually contend every year. They add new faces. They make the big move because they're always chasing the championship. And so the mat the 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 question at hand really for Phoenix to me is how do we get these guys to gel together? Not only Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, but the new additions as well. Because I think this this Bradley Beal or Brad Beal 
um, you know, coexistence with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant is going to be crucial to their success. They have to find a way to share reps. But what I love about this deal for Phoenix is that Yusuf Nurkic and Grayson Allen add this level of toughness Phoenix hasn't had in I don't know how long. You've always had a superstar in Devin Booker. You've always had the ability to score the ball. But you've always been that team that's talked, you know, a lot, like with Dallas. And then you got blown out because you weren't a gritty team. Dallas outworked you. Dallas was a tougher team that day. So that's what I like about this deal for Phoenix. And I think that, you know, for Devin Booker, um, you know, now is the time, right? Seize the moment. I don't know. We want to talk about with Dame, like this is his best opportunity to win a championship. And I completely agree with that. But I think inside of this deal, Devin Booker is one of those guys that's got to get the job done. He's still on the outside looking in. He's still somebody that hasn't been able to get over the hump. And by the way, how fitting is it that they lost to Milwaukee in the NBA Finals? So that's why I think when we talk about, hey, they need to go out and, and try to take a run at Drew Holiday, I do think that's super important because you're going to need somebody other than Devin Booker to go bring the ball up, initiate the offense, so that that way the coaching staff can draw up play after play for different guys to score because these guys are going to have to share the ball, and, yeah. and that's difficult. Yeah, but I think when you look at, at Portland's end of this, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton's a guy that you can – plug into that lineup for the next three years and build around him. They have young talent through the draft, but something we cannot overlook in this Damian Lillard trade. This is absolutely the end of an era. There is nothing about this that is good news for Portland Trailblazer fans. Damian Lillard was a guy that should have and could have won a championship in Portland. I put 80% of this on the death of Paul Allen, uh, the former owner of the Portland Trailblazers. I think that's where Damian Lillard's fortunes in Portland changed, but there is little doubt. This is the end of an era. It's a sad end of an era because it shouldn't have happened, but I think it was really important for the Portland Trailblazers and their fan base to move on from this situation. It had been hanging over the franchise now for the better part of 18 months. You know, obviously with his demand this summer to go to Miami, I don't think that was ever working out, and I don't know how many of you saw the news but there are reports out there now that uh, Pat Riley never made a real offer to Portland for Damian Lillard. I'm sure Jimmy Butler's thrilled about that. Um, but you look at this situation in Portland, basketball, specifically the NBA in the Pacific Northwest, is a disaster. Seattle still does not have the Sonics again. You're looking at Portland, who's been irrelevant pretty much since the end of their playoff runs with Dame and C.J., it just is a bummer because Portland, the Trailblazers, in the modern era of the NBA, have always been so close, yet so far away. And Damian Lillard has been such an amazing performer on the floor for Portland. It's really disappointing that this is how it ends. And I, I look at what Portland gets here in Drew Holiday. He's not going to be there for long. The Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns, I'm told, are considered the front runners for Drew Holiday. I don't know how much I love that for, for the Utah Jazz. I love it for the Phoenix Suns. Um, we'll see what happens there. I mean, obviously, DeAndre Ayton, obviously the unprotected picks, obviously the pick swaps. Those are all real wins for Portland. But today is not about a win for Portland. It's a loss. Taking Damian Lillard out of your community is a loss. There's no, um, there's no way to spin that into positivity. Taking Dame out of Portland is a real loss for, for the Pacific Northwest. 
Um, I think I look at Milwaukee. Here's my biggest question about this trade. And obviously, Damian Lillard is what you got in Milwaukee. But can you win a championship without Drew Holiday? And have you fully thought about the importance of Drew Holiday to that championship team and what he meant to that team? And I understand Damian Lillard's awfully clutch. I'm not questioning that in any way, shape, or form. But leadership is not something that you can put a price tag on in the NBA. I think Giannis has done some damage to his 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 reputation, if you will, um, by not committing to Milwaukee. And I'm with Jake. I think now he has to sign an extension there. But Drew Holiday was the glue on those Bucks championship, that championship team, and all of these teams that made the championship runs here the last several years. Drew Holiday, his value to that team was never fully appreciated. Mm-hmm. And when you look around and you look at the 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 Middletons, the anti Tacumpos, the who was the the foundation there? It was Drew Holiday. And I don't think Damian Lillard is the guy that can can hold that team together singularly. I think Drew Holiday did that at times. I think Damian Lillard's really clutch. But when you talk about leadership and clutch time and what are you what are you gonna do with Giannis? Because Giannis no longer has to be that guy that takes three steps from half court and dunks on somebody. Because now he's got another alpha male on that roster. And I have real questions about how Dame and Giannis will fit together. Um, I don't know if Chris Middleton can be healthy enough to contribute at the level that we're used to seeing him contribute. And then I look at at, at Bropez and I say to myself, how long can that back hold up? How long can he physically be counted on to be a top five guy on this team? And I'd also remind you, that as much as Grayson Allen is a pain in the ass, he brought grit and determination to that Bucks lineup. I think this is a real critical moment in time, and I understand that there's risk in every trade. This trade feels like boom or bust for the Bucks, and I, I, I'm trying not to be too sensational about it, but I just don't see Damian Lillard as the same guy in his 30s that he had been when CJ was in Portland. He's missed a lot of games. I think there are a lot more questions around Milwaukee today than there were yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there was a certain reliability in the current setup you had, you know, with Drew and Chris. And obviously, you know, they had faced some injury issues. Uh, Middleton obviously had been out for a while and missed significant time in the playoff run. And 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 obviously a lot of that workload was on Giannis. And 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 I think the the questions, in my opinion, that surround this Bucks team are mostly injury related. Dame, like you just said, has been a guy that has played through some injuries and has frankly been out. But my question around Dame has always been, hey, is this guy out because he doesn't really have a huge incentive to play? Or is he out because he's actually out? That's what I think I, I'm waiting to see with Damian Lillard because the reality of the situation is this is all cool, and we can all say that Milwaukee's the front runner now, and you know Miami messed up, and the Knicks missed another one, and what the hell is Toronto doing? Like we we can say all that, but the reality of the situation is it only matters who's there at the end. And 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 look, I respect the hell out of Giannis. I I, I think Giannis is the definition of get drafted, build your body, carry your organization, yes. be the guy. I, I, this is not a Giannis complaint. But when we talk about this trade and how successful this can be. I agree. It is a boomer bust proposition. If Damian Lillard plays, let's call it 70 games in the regular season, and you find a way to rest him properly and you keep him as fresh as you can 
for the postseason and it's a healthy honest and a healthy dame and we get you know 60 percent of what chris middleton used to be and bropez can can do what he does okay yeah you've got you've got the the team to make a run but i don't think this just mm. auto bids them into the nba finals just the same way that phoenix is going to have to figure out how to play together i agree that Giannis and dame are going to have to figure that thing out but what i will say dame has always had to play with guys who are not the best in the league he's always outside of cj uh, mccollum on, no. he's always put why do you not like that dude he's always played on crap teams always they've he's always had, had one guy they've made bad roster the reason the portland trailblazers didn't win a championship with dame is they made bad roster decisions yeah i'm not saying that he's always had the best roster he's had guys let's not let's not overlook the fact that damian lillard carries some of the responsibility about why the Blazers didn't win a championship. And if he goes into this situation in Milwaukee and they don't win a championship, that's not going to be on Giannis. It's going to be on Dame. Damian Lillard, did he deserve better? It, it may, yeah, Sure. In Portland, yes. It would have been nice to see Portland build an all-in roster around him. I think they tried and they failed miserably. Again, I go back to the passing of Paul Allen. Um, I don't think the the... You know, the caretakers have done a good job uh, since Mr. Allen's passing, and I think it's really hurt the Portland Trailblazers, but Damian Lillard bears responsibility for this situation. They had a roster several times that could have won championships, and they did not, and Dame deserves some responsibility for that. I'm not saying he is at fault because I don't believe that he is, but when you're making the money that Portland is paying or did pay Damian and now Milwaukee's going to pay him, you bear responsibility there. I think that is a really important point. And then I look at I look at Phoenix. I think Phoenix won this trade going away. Like I, I look at Nurkic and a lot of people today have wanted to rip Nurkic and say that he's not the same player and who cares if he's the same player? What does Phoenix need Nurkic to be? They need him to be a rebounder, and they need him to be a defender. They do not need him to be an offensive stalwart. They do, frankly, do not want him to be a guy who needs the ball. And not Best. that he, he really ever has been that guy. Yeah. But when you have Kevin Durant, Brad Beal, mm -hmm. and the sex machine, Devin Booker, you don't need more offense from a five that's a lumbering five. He is a big dude that lumbers up and down the floor. And that's not who today's NBA game is. The NBA, and I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this today, the NBA today is a completely different style of offense than it was in 2017, 18, 19. It's a completely different style of league. And I think Nurk fits right into what Phoenix needs because look what this trade did for the Phoenix Suns. This went from a soft-ass team who could not physically compete. They could not physically compete the last several years to now one of the toughest, most physical, gritty teams in the West. You look at Grayson Allen, Yusuf Nurkic, and Nasir Little. Those guys all have shoulders and elbows, Thanks. and they know how to use them. Yeah. They're crafty players who understand their roles. Grayson Allen's a pain in the ass, but when he's on your team, you love him. And they loved him in Milwaukee. And I think I think the Phoenix Suns just won an NBA championship. I, I They had depth issues. Those are all gone now. I think they had, outside of Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and 
uh, Bradley Beal. I think they had production issues. Those are all gone now. They have depth. They have production. They have three-point shooting across their, their roster now. Like I love this deal for the Suns. Yeah, and, and I think it, 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 like you said, I mean, it, it closes what what largely was a chapter in the um, in the storybook of the franchise, filled with failure. Honestly, like the Monty Williams era was super successful, but at the same time, failed at the pinnacle of of you know of basketball. I mean, you just didn't get the job done. And and then after that, the following season. DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams want to have, you know, barking matches on the bench, and it's just not a great look. And I think that that's why ultimately James Jones and company decided to go ahead and move on from DeAndre Ayton. Not because DeAndre sucks, but more because he doesn't provide them what they need now. They they don't need, like, DeAndre Ayton's biggest value as a basketball player is his offensive game. He's not known as a great defender. Yes, he's athletic. He can move. But he doesn't have instinct. Instinctually, he's not a natural on defense. On offense, instinctually, he's an absolute natural and a game changer. They don't need more offense. They need more defense. And frankly, they need someone that's willing to drop a dude at the rim in certain type of situations. And DeAndre Ayton was never that guy. And so now, I, I think if I'm the Phoenix Suns, all I'm trying to do is figure out, okay, on defense... How are we going to play pick and roll defense with Yurkic? Uh, uh, Nurkic. Nurkic, because yeah. ultimately that's how teams play him. We we saw we saw uh, uh, the Trailblazers and Dame this past season in Salt Lake against the Jazz. What did the Jazz do? Even with where the Jazz are at, and I love where they're at, but even with where they're at, they pick and rolled him to death. And that's what I think you're going to have to figure out as a team. How are we going to mitigate that? But but ultimately, I love this trade for Phoenix. I think it, it, it basically emphasizes, hey, you three guys are carrying the load. Like, you wanted you wanted some change. You wanted book. You wanted guys on your team that, you that didn't could want, help you. You didn't want Josh Okogie. You wanted yeah, Grayson Allen when yeah. we went out and got that We time. went out and got him. So now yeah. it's on you guys to, yeah. go, to go put the ball in the hole and, and win a championship. And, and again... Let's not forget about where Kevin Durant's at in his career, because I, I think people like to just forget that you know KD's still got, in my opinion, some some things to do, right? Like if KD can win another championship, he can move on from the "Hey, you could only win because you were a warrior" narrative. He can move on from some That's of those right. negative things. So Kevin Durant's incentivized, Devin Booker's incentivized, certainly Mr. Brad Beal is incentivized. So that's why I say this is a win for the Suns. It's absolutely a win for Portland. They can move on from this Dame situation. And the only real question is, can Dame stay healthy in Milwaukee? Because if he stays healthy, they're going to be deep in the playoffs. Yeah, and I I, uh, I will again say this is a tough day in Portland. This is a tough, tough day in Portland. I think basketball in the Pacific Northwest deserves far better than it's gotten. And I think the last decade has been very, very difficult. Yeah. And uh, I am hoping that the Portland Trailblazers do everything that they need to do to make sure that this is the beginning of something new in Portland. Because I look at your roster now, and I don't know what you do with Anthony Simmons. I don't know what you do with, you know, Thibault and Scoot Henderson. And I, I mean, I, I love the young talent. But I just don't know what you do with some of these dudes that you gotta find a you gotta find a way to move Drew Holiday. And you're gonna be bad for a long time. You're gonna be bad for a long, long time. 
And I think this is this is just really difficult in in Portland. That's really what it comes yeah. down to. All right, less of us, more of you. Let's get your thoughts in here on the Damian Lillard trade. Aaron Wilson, first up, what's poppin' boys made it to Gold Star finally? Wreck them. Let's go. Six months uh, in the membership. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Aaron. Good to see you. Um, Real Wade Nation Gaming Clips says Portland didn't win a championship. WTF. Well, I mean, I think they tried. I I do. I agree with, with you that they could have had better players. They tried. Now, they tried and failed. And a lot of their deals, the C.J. McCallum deal didn't work, I think. You look at you look at some of the contracts that are on their books now. Jer- did, is Jeremy Grant somebody that's a success for the Portland Trailblazers? You know I mean, that I guess by some measure, but I, but it's that not, doesn't feel like it. though. Yeah, I mean it's not. I mean you brought when you brought in Jeremy Grant, you were like, okay, this is someone that Dame can really work with, and you know this could be a, a pick and roll nightmare for the defenses that we're playing, like. Uh, so yeah, I mean, has he been productive? Sure, but he's not been what you would hoped he'd be on the top end. And, and my main point, look, my main point with Portland is is very simple, dude. You had a guy in Damian Lillard that was all world. I mean, this is an All NBA player, multi-time yeah. All Star. Like you're talking about someone who, if he wanted to, can contend for scoring championships. Like this is someone who is is, you know, excluding the championship, can be an all timer. And, and Mm. I just didn't ever feel like Portland ever wanted to go all the way in. Yeah, that's great. You got Jeremy Grant and he's a great player, but Jeremy Grant's not like the guy, you know, like, like there was always that hesitation. And, and again, I I think you said over the years and, and, and I've always agreed with this, the Dame CJ pairing just never had legs to it. It just never sort of developed into, yeah, these guys have been playing together a while, you know, this is going to really work now because they're essentially playing the same role on the team. That's the problem, which brings me to my next point. That's why I like this for Milwaukee. Dame plays a very different role on the Milwaukee Bucks than Giannis does. Dame can take possessions off now because he plays with Giannis, which I also think was a big reason he ran into a lot of injury stuff. Dude, the guy was constantly playing a lot of minutes. And so then he'd get hurt and then he'd miss time and then he'd come back. We saw that cycle play out multiple times. So that's why I say it, it, it ultimately for Portland, like, you know, you can sit here and you can say, yeah, we missed our window with Dame and we didn't win a championship and you can yeah. cry a river. You can do that. And I understand if you're upset about it, but ultimately I do think you're in a great spot as an organization, you know, moving forward, you you've been needing to do this. Like the reality of the situation is you should have traded Dame probably two years ago and you had opportunities and you never did. And yeah. now we finally get it. It is. It's frustrating to go back and look at like, that 2018-19 year when Anthony Simons and Gary Trent Jr. were drafted. And, I mean, those teams should have been better. Terry Stotts, by the way, who was an assistant in Milwaukee, was the head coach with team in, in yeah. Milwaukee on that team. Like, yeah, that's frustrating. Uh, how about a shout-out for our newest member, Paolo? Let's go, Paolo. What's up, Paolo? Good to see you. Thanks for joining the membership. Hit the join button. We have two levels of membership. Uh, you can join for $1.99 a month, which gets all your comments highlighted in red. Uh, for $9.99 a month, you get that. And you get into our exclusive members-only Instagram group. It's a really good group of dudes. So appreciate all of you that are members. Casey Anthony got away with it for $2. Phoenix and Portland got the best of this deal. I, I would agree with that. I think Portland in the long term, 
if they do this reset right, this is a good deal for them. Phoenix, there's no doubt. I think Phoenix is a far better team today than they were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I think Milwaukee shot at shot. I mean, this was your best opportunity to keep Giannis. So I I, I would agree uh, yeah, with that. If you're Giannis, I, I, I don't know how you don't sign the deal now. I, I, I understood it before this, but... But uh, your your organization is speaking to you through action, and and I don't know how you don't repay them with a signature. Yeah, I, I, just I would don't agree. Know how you don't? I think you would hope that he would sign a, you would hope that he would sign an extension in Milwaukee. We'll see, Mister uh, Downtown for two dollars. Blazer Scoot Henderson now needs a wingman to win. He does, he does. He needs a guy that, and the sad thing is. He, do, he needs a mentor. DeAndre Ayton is an abysmal teammate. Yeah. He is not a good teammate. I mean, it's a real... Yeah. I don't love that move. I don't love that move for Portland at all. And, and now he's he's arguably what a top two... I mean, he's their number one salary guy next to Drew. And I think if Drew Holiday gets moved, he's clearly their best offensive player. Yep. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of leader he is. Ryan uh, Willie, what's up with you? Thanks for the $5. You're against Milwaukee because Wisconsin teams own the Chicago teams. Well, I mean, other than the fact that Miller Park, <laughs> I mean, as long as the Brewers are in Milwaukee, which is not guaranteed to go on. Right. Um, but Miller Park is Wrigley North. I think we all know that. Um, I don't think Notre Dame fears Wisconsin at all. Does anybody fear Wisconsin? I don't think so. Notre Dame, think... our mother. And we routinely beat the hell out of the Bucks during the, the Jordan runs. So, nah, not really. I don't even hate Milwaukee. I used to road trip to Milwaukee almost every weekend. Go Admirals. Uh, Casey Anthony says, Katie was easily the best player in those two championships, filling up the net with all those big shots in LeBron's face. He carried the Warriors. Go back and watch. Oh, no, I agree with that 100%. I'm just saying that. And look, I we haven't talked to NBA for a lot of the new people here that found us on football. I'm a KD guy. I've been apologizing yeah. for KD for years. But but there's no question that many people in NBA circles hold it over his head that he hasn't, like, that the Brooklyn situation didn't work out. Now he's in Phoenix. And, yeah. you know, yep. can we win a champion? Like, he's got to write that wrong, if you will. And I agree. He did hit shot after shot in LeBron's face. He did carry that team. But the problem is, is Steph has won before you and after you, and you haven't done anything after Steph. That's the issue. What do you say to Jimmy Butler today? Uh, keep doing you, bro. That's what I say. I say Oof. don't – I because, again, if you're Jimmy Butler, you know, you're sitting here saying, okay – Dame to Milwaukee, the Bucks just got a lot better, but this is a team that we've beaten. And and I think that yeah. Yeah. the tough part is is that, you know, the Heat don't really have someone to keep up with Dame. I mean, obviously Jimmy can guard him, but the problem for the Heat is you don't have depth in the in the in the guard room. And that's the issue. I'm I'm tired. You want to talk about a guy I'm tired of. I'm tired of hearing about Tyler Hero. I'm tired of seeing the shirtless workouts over the summer, and this guy's amazing. He's got to prove it. You need to show up in the playoffs and help this team, man. <laughs> I continue to say that's one of the worst contracts in the NBA. It's not tradable. He's making $27 million a I mean, year. You're talking about a guy Good who wanted Lord. to be paid starters money and couldn't crack the starting lineup. I, I mean, like, what are we talking about? It, it, and how long are they going to rely on, on Kyle Lowry? I mean... You have some really upside down contracts on that roster, and well, and the issue was is that you you did man you you went and got Kyle Lowry when you should have been going to get Fred VanVleet, 
And now Fred's not even available because he's in Houston. That's the issue. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, All right, let's see. Let's go back to the – because I know a lot of people were in today. I appreciate all the comments on the NBA. Um, Let's see. Who was the first? And I'm going to try and get back to the top. I really am. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby was first. Lopes Fan Game was second. He said, like button casuals. Thank you. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby, how come they never talk about college football? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, we've been doing NBA for so long, dude. I didn't know football you know, was still a thing. Fo- football. That sounds familiar. That's, you know, That's true. Fine, mom. Wish they'd start uh, with college football more. I, you know, any pack updates? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are haters. What's up, Kaufman? Uh, Tarrant County boy, how are you? Good to see you. Old Greg. Lovely, lively bunch we have here this early. Let's go, Monty Casuals. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Ryan says uh, Bucks will win um, an NBA title. You, do you think Dame wins a championship in Milwaukee? I Not with this roster. They're going to have to be busy at the deadline. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's a big question. But, but dude, I, I think, again... Uh, this the injury thing's the biggest deal. That they can go out and help the, these two, and they can bolster the roster absolutely, and they need to do that. But again, it ultimately comes down to: Are you healthy to go on a run? Because ultimately, that's all that matters. This team is going to make the playoffs, obviously, right? This team is going to beat the hell out of a lot of Eastern Conference teams this year. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. only question mm-hmm. I have is: Let's stop running these guys out, or do you have the option to stop running them out for thirty-five a night? But Let's run them out for thirty-one, thirty-two. Bobby Portis becomes a very important player for the for the Bucks because Brooke Lopez. I mean, Chris Middleton. We've talked about their injuries. Dame's missed a lot of time. Hell, Giannis. At what point does Giannis break down? I thought it was really smart of him not to play in the FIBAs. I mean, it's just going to be really. They have to stay healthy. Yes. They have to. But I love that they, you know, I love that they, you know, the Jay Crowders, Malik Beasley's. I love yeah. the the shooting that they have on that team. But, man, they are going to suffer, in my opinion. They are going to suffer without Drew Holiday because he was the he was the guy. Uh, Green Street Utes, Portland sent him to Wisconsin instead of Miami. Did him dirty one last time. Did you do him dirty? No, I think you sent him to a better situation. Honestly, I I, I think assuming Giannis signs the extension, you've sent him to a better situation. I I have no problem saying that I think that it's a higher percentage bet to think that Milwaukee would get to the finals, not Miami. Because at some point, having fat-ass Kyle Lowry as your point guard is going to come back to get you mm. at some point. Fat-ass Kyle Lowry. There's no doubt. There's no <laughs> doubt, dude. Buddy's, buddy is is, oh is on the verge here, man. Fat! Awesome. Um, all right, let's see. Salamini says, uh, you're not a KD guy. You're hating. See how that works? No. I, no, I, I, I actually you, don't. I don't get it. Yeah, can you explain? Yeah, you know. Uh, Jimmy Ottson, 365 Sports. Go now. Okay. I mean, look, if you guys are, are, I mean, if you're craving some football, there's other options out there. We'll, we'll be on college football in 27 minutes. Heavens to Betsy. We should talk about the biggest stories in sports here on the Monty Show. Maybe we take a breath and hit the buckshot. Yeah, maybe, dude. You guys are salty today. Finally, speaking Whoa, of salty, finally hey, there's a... Is he in the chat? No. Finally, there's a huge NBA story and Salty Drunk's not in the chat. Which is amazing to me. Cheers to you, Salty. 
Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Um, I say it every day with Buckshot, you guys. It is, it'll help you think your way through really bad golf moments. Jake had a really tough round of golf today. Oh. You know, I didn't. Right. I, you know. Um, I, I mean, you know, I had a terrible round of golf this morning, but um, I felt great doing it. <laughs> Thanks to Bucked Up. <laughs> the Buckshot works. You know, every day at this time on the show, we pop a Buckshot. Powers us through the show. I love those guys. Great local business. Um, I like working with local businesses that build themselves from a little guy to a behemoth. There's no better example of that than Bucked Up. And I'll tell you, I take a Buckshot protein shake. I usually have one at least every day with my, you know, six-point creatine in it. I love the fact that um, I get weight protein isolate from Bucked Up. I love my collagen peptides. I will occasionally throw in some greens, depending on what I ate that day. But it always tastes good, and I'm always full. And that's the key to me losing weight. Again, we're six weeks away from Hawaii, man. I got to buckle down. Jake is just craving sugar left and right. Dude, eat you. Wow. <laughs> Our office suite every Wednesday brings in um, crumble cookies. No. It's, it's impossible. It is impossible. Come on now. Um, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty20 to save 20% off of your order at checkout. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Mike Smith. What's up, Mike Smith? You changed your picture. Look at that. Monty Show doing salty, dirty, pissing off the Aussie. <laughs> salty Drunk is our resident Australian listener, and he loves his NBA, and it's sad he's not here. You know. Uh, stutterers. What's up with you, man? Good to see you. Salty is late to the chat now. Yes, he Seriously. is. Seriously. 3 p.m. is too early for him. It is morning in Australia. Yeah. You know, uh, the tater man, the biggest story in sports is not Lillard to the Bucks. It is by far. Uh, we all knew he was going to get traded soon. Clemson leaving the ACC in three weeks is the news of the day. Please. Nobody says Clemson's leaving the the ACC in three weeks. My fucking ass. Come on now. Come on. Let's, let's be better than that. Old Greg, we finally have NBA and everyone wants football. Please go watch it. The last five of Monty's show for college foosball. If you really can't wait 20 minutes, like it's, it's amazing. Uh, Tarrant County boy, salty scraps. He does. He does. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, salty needs to leave his number in the chat so we can text him when NBA talk (laughs) is on. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Daniel Dixon says, had my buckshot today. Isn't it wild? And I don't know if what your guys' experience is, but it's wild for me. If I don't have a buckshot, I don't have my my A game. Mm-hmm. I pop a buckshot, I feel way better, man. Yeah. Uh, Katie Raider says, afternoon, everyone. Reckham, pew, pew. Yeah. Are Texas Tech fans happy Tyler Shuck is no longer an option? Mm-mm-mm. That's, that's one you should ask. Jim Choi says, bucked up, baby. Indeed it is. Salamini, Jake, why are you repping Oklahoma State? You know, it's not – see, again, it, uh, it's not really salmon. orange, dude. It's salmon, bro. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I understand how it could be confusing, you know, and it's everything. Salmon. But but I, I prefer to call this color salmon, not necessarily Oki State orange. You know. Uh, Tarrant County Boy says, Salty getting my surfing turf. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Jim Choi, you guys are, you guys read the athletic article on your mark in the Big 12. We did. 
Uh, Alex Rea, did Clemson find $500 million lying around that no one was aware of? We'll talk about the Clemson. It's, it's a giant nothing. It is a giant nothing. Jim Choi, NBA is fantastic. Green Street Utes, $125 for two game tickets and unlimited watching of the Jazz this season plus perks. Honestly, not a bad deal. So this is something else NBA related, but really it's sports related. If your favorite athletic team, me being Notre Dame, the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Cubs. Notre Dame, our mother. The Chicago Bulls said to me, like the Jazz did today, the Utah Jazz today told their fan base, yes, we are on local TV, um, but we're going to have a stream and you can pay $5 per game, $15.50 a month or $125.50 a year to watch every one of our games. And if you do that by October 24th, they're going to give you two tickets to a home game, a T-shirt, a hat. Like, I don't know what more the Jazz could have done. I think this is a spectacular deal. And I ask you, if you're Oklahoma State football team, if you're New York Jets, whoever you want to point to, how do you say no to this deal? Mm -hmm. I don't know how you would say no to it. I think it is fantastic. It puts you it puts the the jazz on everybody's phone, computer, television. Like, I mean, it's everything that you as a basketball fan or a sports fan could want. Now, a lot of people are pissed that this is the territory, but this isn't up to the jazz. This is up to the NBA. It's Utah, a little bit of Ohio, and a little bit of Idaho. But that's the jazz, that's the jazz 150 mile territory. But again, we've talked about this repeatedly. This is the future of sports. Yeah. It's it's happening already. And we hear about ESPN going direct to consumer. I, I'm excited about it, Jake. I think it, it's exactly what teams should be doing. And I think it's the future. Yeah, and I think that, you know, like if you go on Twitter today and you're looking at this jazz territory streaming package that they rolled out, you're going to see a lot of people complaining like, oh, well, I live in this particular zip code and – you know, it's out of the streaming deal for the Jazz territory, but it's also not eligible for League Pass. There's always going to be those people that have that issue. What I'm telling you is that this streaming opportunity is no different than what the Suns have done. It's no different than what the New York teams are doing or what the Golden Knights have done. The Jazz are essentially covering all their bases. And I love it. I, I don't know how you don't love it as a Jazz fan. I think that the Utah Jazz and Ryan Smith understand that their prior carriage deal, their prior TV deal, was incredibly limiting, and and it was on a it was on AT and T Sportsnet, which is uh, a dead brand now. So they needed to essentially reinvent the wheel. You needed to go back home on on linear TV for the folks who have cable. You went back to KU TV locally, Channel Two, I believe that is, and then you 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 needed to roll something out for the cell phone because that's all this is. Now, sure, you can access it on a you know MacBook, computer, or whatever your chosen device is, but Ryan Smith understands something, and I love this about him. There are many things I don't like, but I love this about Ryan Smith. Hey, I want to get to every Jazz fan. I want to get to Jazz fans of all ages, whether you're 5 years old or you know 80 years old. Yes. I want you to be able to watch your, your Jazz team because what do people always forget? 
Ryan Smith is from Utah. He's a jazz guy. He grew up as a jazz fan, understanding what that experience is like to have your childhood be the Utah Jazz. So that's what this is about. So sure, there are there are folks who are in bad situations and maybe can't access it or whatever it might be. Or but don't this, live within 150 miles. Right? Like you know. there's always some sort of bad apple that's going to complain. Or there's going to be the sect of Jazz Nation that's like, oh, this is too expensive. Even though, uh, you know, if you paid $5 for every single game, it's $410 for the season. Or you could just pay $125 for the season and get two tickets. Like they've clearly priced it properly. Would you like it to be lower? Sure. Would I like gas not to be $5 a gallon in Utah? Sure. But that's not going to happen. The price is the price. And I think that it's perfectly attainable for most people. You're 120, dude, people are, 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 are paying $125 for 15 different subscriptions yeah. already. You're really telling me that you're not going to pay that to access the jazz? But this is why I ask you if you're, I mean, pick your favorite college football team. Are you are you really telling me that if your favorite college football team said to you, "Hey, for uh, five bucks, we'll give you we'll give you every live game. Hey, uh, for fifteen fifty a month or one hundred and twenty five dollars and fifty cents a year, uh, we will allow you to watch inside, you know, content behind the scenes." Like, you would absolutely do that, yeah. and I think. ESPN is going to be the next bomb to drop on direct to consumer. And whether you realize it or not, they're already doing that. I mean, with ESPN plus and all of that, this is just the next incarnation of it. And I think it is, I think it is one of those things where you, you can't fight this because it's coming. It's it's, you can't fight this because if you don't embrace it, you're not going to be watching sports. Yeah. It is that simple. You're not going to pay a cable bill. You're going to pay an ESPN bill. You are not going to pay a, you know, a serious XM bill. You're going to pay an ESPN bill. And I think it is, I think it's really important that we as sports fans embrace this now because I want behind the scenes. I want inside the locker room. I want inside practice. I need all of that. I absolutely do. And I think the NBA, as young and as powerful as the demographics of the NBA fan base is, the NBA has to live here. Has to. Look at the NHL. Yeah. You want to talk about a brand that needs direct-to-consumer? Hey, Toronto Maple Leaf fan. Hey, Chicago Blackhawk fan. I'm telling you right now, if the Blackhawks said, pay me $125.50 a year to watch every game on your phone and, oh, by the way, we'll take you behind the scenes. You cannot take my money fast enough. You can't take my money fast enough. 100%. I want it right now. Yep. And the, the shocking part is, is that more professional teams are not doing this. Yeah. And I, I think it's just a matter of time. Where do you guys come down in this? Are you, are you all in on this? Are you guys, are you guys excited about that? Uh, Jim Choi says, it's, is that means that YouTube TV is going away? No. I think you you need YouTube TV. YouTube TV is my TV platform. I love it. I don't pay a cable bill or a satellite bill. I'm one of those dudes that cut the cord. I am all in on YouTube TV. But what this means is, and again, as a Chicago sports fan, if the Chicago bit, well, let's not get carried away. Nobody cares about the Bears. Better send um, those refunds. Yeah. Uh, if Notre Dame said, hey, hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Uh, we're going to take you inside the the locker room when Marcus Freeman was groveling for, you know, 
forgiveness from his teams for having a panic attack the last I want two you to plays. To me. Take my money. That's what this means. It's unique, one-off content in your market, though. Why are more teams not understanding? More teams, universities, whatever it may be. Why are you not understanding that offering this as a streaming option allows you to sell more? How do you not understand this? How, how do you not understand that that through an app you can track all the analytics and provide that to your ad partners? How do you not understand that? Because certain certain NBA franchises understand it, like the Utah Jazz. Uh, certain certain NHL franchises understand it, but why is the NFL not doing more of this? Like I the don't Sunday know. tickets, great, that's awesome, but the behind the scenes thing is what we need. I need all access jets when the players in the locker room are all pissed off that Robert Salas pro Zach Wilson and they're tired of it. But where are we getting that? We're getting that on QBs. That the the Netflix show QBs. That's yeah. where we're getting it, right? That the problem is. How many people understand that there is an in-season hard knocks? Not me either. I had no idea. Like, I, I did not watch a minute of the in-season Arizona Cardinal one. I'm not even sure there is one this year. I have no idea. And I subscribe to Max. So I, I don't I don't know, but that's out there already. Yeah. Drive to Survive with F1, fantastic show. You will become an F1 fan instantly the minute you spend five minutes with it. Yeah. That's why I don't understand why Texas with Sark or USC with Lincoln Riley, Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman. Give it to me now. Take my money, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it is. Think about I want it. it. Think about it. Uh, Jeff Woodworth. Uh, Broncos are going to do that next year. They're calling it Broncos. <laughs> exactly. Ty Duke. Well, well, well. Ty Duke. Well, well, well. Look who's back. Good to see you, Ty Duke. Uh, Montes, any info that could provide uh, of TV streaming companies that will stream KJAZ? I think YouTube TV is one of them. Yeah, I believe YouTube TV does carry KJAZ. Uh, but I could not tell you off the top of my head. Yeah. And I think the Jazz don't care if you know off the top of your head. Because if you're in market... If you're in the state of Utah, they want you to subscribe to their stream. That's what it comes down to. Because, again, remember that a lot of these stream deals like the Suns, you can't buy the Suns streaming package in L.A. Territorial rights. So uh, that's something I would watch. Christopher Shannon says, let's ride TV. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Nicholas, NBA is doing great. Thanks, China. Be proud, Christopher. Communism is awesome. Okay. Uh, Green Street Utes, Go Utes TV should be a thing, dude. Take my money. If you want to give me more Kyle Whittingham talking to young men about football and life, I take my money. Mm -hmm. Take I, I just, I'll go broke on it because I would love to see inside of of Kyle Whittingham's program. I want it. I don't think it will ever happen. I, I, I honest to God, I truly do not. Would it surprise anybody if the Big Twelve did a deal like that? It, a, a hard knocks Big Twelve. It would not surprise me. It's a big at all. Green Street says a Utah sports app for all games. How do we not have one? How do we not have one? Yeah. And I think one of the next things that we're going to see is we are going to see all the major sports properties get together on a on a Sunday ticket type deal where you subscribe to this this app and you get all your favorite teams in that app right now. Yep. I think we are going to see that. I think we are all going to see that. 
McKinley Cutler, what's up, McKinley, the cookie king of Utah? As a Jazz fan, this is a discount from last year coming from Fubo. We'll be signing up for the annual plan as soon as I can. Not surprised to hear that. Not surprised to hear it at all. Old Greg, please hit the like button. Let's grow the channel more. Appreciate you both, Monty and Jake. Thank you. Jim Choi, they gave Sunday ticket to YouTube and gave Monday night two games, which is just, I don't like the two-game thing on Monday night. Am I the only one that doesn't like it at all? Yeah, Monday night football is supposed to be one game, some huge matchup. I am I'm not a fan of a fan of it at all. I yeah. truly for my money anyway. I'm not a fan of it. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, presented by Prize Picks, the official daily fantasy provider of the Monty Show. Prize Picks in the link below. In the description below, there's a link to Prize Picks. Make sure you click on that link. Um it's going to give you 100% deposit matching, so use the promo code MONTY. Get 100% deposit matching up to $100, and let's play prize picks together. Take my money. Yeah, they are. Trust me, because I have had a terrible 10-day run on prize picks. Mm-hmm. Like the worst. I am in the worst daily fantasy drought of my entire life. Of my entire life. Which means I'm doing better than Sauce Gardner. You guys, did you see this? Did Mac Jones grab Sauce Gardner's uh, stuff? Uh, yeah, he did. Right there. Right there. Look, watch Daniel Jones on the left, or actually Mac Jones on the left, and it it just gets ugly. And I think that's why Mac Jones is upset. Yeah. Sauce Gardner would not help him up. I know when I'm up, upset at my competitors, I just grab their packages. Yeah, their package. And he, look at that. He didn't just like, ting. Nah, dude. Nah, he went in full swing, dude. Yeah, he he didn't just a little bag tap. No, no, that was that was definitely uh, that was a he reason to go. He got handsy. Yeah. He got handsy with Sauce Gardner. Yeah. What is Mac Jones doing? I have no idea. How are you getting handsy with Sauce Gardner? That's that's one of the craziest things I think I have seen lately. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that's a bad look, dude. I, I, I don't know. You know, first of all, we need to comment on the fact that the Patriots should be embarrassed about the fact that the Jets got after their quarterback like that. Totally unacceptable behavior out of the Patriots, A. But B, the idea that not only they got after your quarterback, then they then they trolled your quarterback to the point where your quarterback felt the need to backslap Sauce Gardner. That's not a great look. Which is wild to me. Yeah, not a great look, guys. I don't. I, Be better. I, I'm a Mac, I'm a Mac Jones believer. Uh huh. I'm a little disappointed in you, Mac Jones. Come on now. Come on, dude. Uh, Jeff Woodworth says heard Mac Jones fumbles a lot of balls. I've heard that. Yeah, dude. I've heard that. Mike Smith. He wanted to squeeze some of that sauce. Yeah. J.K. Marshall. Who calls himself sauce? Deserves to be hands. See what he did there. See what he did. You know. I'm just saying. Uh, Tarrant County boy, Mac wanted the sauce. Yeah, he wanted the sauce. We get it. Joseph, Mac was stirring the sauce. Oh, okay. And he, he wanted the Mac sauce. Mmm. Okay. All the sauce. Okay, Kyle A, not at all all less games on Sunday. 
Uh, okay. Adam Salamini, he's doing groundwork for the next uh, super couple. No. No. Uh, okay. No. Mac wanted that cheese. Thank you. Somebody made a mac and cheese joke. Thank you. You know, uh, Rodriguez. Larry Bird didn't do as much ball handling as Mac. See what he did there? Larry Bird was like a basketball the, player the back ball in the handling day. And he and ball handled ball a handles. lot, and then Mac was ball handling. Like, grow up. We get it. Grow up. Children. Get your minds out of the gutter. Mac and, mac and cheese is the best by far. Hey, have you guys seen this thing where we're doing fair catches in the NFL on kickoffs? Can we not do this? It, this really pisses me off. Monday night, we saw a fair catch on a kickoff in the NFL. The national football, the highest level of tackle football. Right. A, a, fi a fair catch on a kickoff. This, this is revolting to me. Right. I understand that, you know, hey, we can't hit people anymore. And really, it's not tackle football. It's powder puff. I totally understand. Totally that. get it. Are we really? This this is terrible. I Football is a physical game. Everybody who plays football understands the inherent risks of brain damage, broken bones. Yep. It is what it is. And we love them for it. I hate them for fair catching on kickoffs. This should be outlawed. You should not be able to fair catch a kickoff. Am I totally crazy about it? I don't it? think you're crazy on it at all. I, I, I don't understand the logic in it. I mean, I think he was standing on his 11-yard line. Like, you were, like, like on a kickoff, you're standing at your 11-yard line. Let that thing go. Let it go. Why are we fair catching at the 11? And by the way... If you're going to catch the ball, how about you run it out to the 20? It's, what is that, nine yards? No, they put it on the, you understand, it's a new rule this year. Fair catch a kickoff, you get it at the 25-yard line. To which I say, screw you, it's tackle football. Yeah. I, I hate this. I hate that we are taking the tackle out of football. I understand the game is dangerous. I understand football hurts. Be better than fair catching on a kickoff. Yeah. It, it why just put it on the 25 then. If we're going to and I said this when the rule was announced whatever a month or 6 weeks ago. If we're going to fair catch on kickoffs, just put the damn thing on the 25-yard line. Don't even do the kickoff. Yeah. It is it's it is revolting to me. Yeah, we like to take out the procedural play that could lead to bad things for a team. Like, like I look at baseball. We took away the intentional walk. It used to be that you had to throw four balls to intentionally walk a guy. And your catcher would stand up behind the plate, put his hand out, and you'd throw it outside of the, the opposite batter's box because you wanted to walk the dude. And you had to show respect by doing that. We don't want to do that anymore. Just four fingers and that's it. Because we don't value I hate the it. risk of throwing it away. We don't value the risk of Buddy muffing the kickoff and dropping the ball and there being a turnover. Like, why do we take that portion out? Special teams is one of the biggest X factors in, in football at the college level Dude. and in the NFL. Yes, Salamini. I choose violence. It's right? called the National football, football League. Dude, like, what are we doing? I understand. Hey, you can't lead with the crown of your helmet. Hey, you can't do this. You can't do that. You essentially can't tackle the quarterback anymore unless he's got the football in his hands. I get it. 
But yeah. why are we changing the fabric of the game? That's what I don't understand. I right. mm, Okay. Uh, Jim Choi, I remember being on kickoff return teams. It was a joke. You got to block guys coming down at full speed. It is what it is. It's football. I get it. We, we outlawed the wedge. It is what it is. I totally get it. And adding the tickle. They stop to take out the tackle. Tickle. Right. Tickle. Tick, tickle. We get it. Yeah. Christopher Shannon. Yeah. Screw that. Thank you. Fair catching on the kickoff. There is principalities involved. That's what I mean. Like, what are we doing? Pause on tinkle football. Is that where we're we go? are we going all tinkle football? Uh, they don't even fair catch in the lingerie football. Is that still a thing? Yeah, they still doing that. I was a fan. Uh, Cougar tracks. What's up? They want to take violence out of a violent game, and you can't do it. Much like Salamini, I choose violence. It, it's just, yeah. Daniel Dixon, yeah, waste of time for kickoffs. Like, what is, if we're going to allow guys to fair catch, what's the point? Oh, well, boy. I mean, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Did you say muff? Jake, how many times have I took, this is a family show. You okay. can't say things like muff. No, okay. Uh, it, it, I was hoping that would be a, that would go over as if it didn't. Uh, uh, Mike Smith, uh, kick returners should be allowed to wear inflatable sumo wrestling outfits, so there's no fair catch option. Dude. Casey Anthony got away with it. NFL are jag-offs, thank you for the word of the day, with all their lame new rules. Seriously. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Football 50, 10 to the hour every hour. On the Monty Show, the biggest stories in football presented by Prize Picks, our daily fantasy partner. On the Monty Show, click the link in the description below. That will allow you to get 100% deposit matching at prizepicks.com. Uh, we generally play every day on the show. I, I'm, I'm sorry that I am so <coughs> bad at Prize Picks. And stupid Strider with the Braves and <laughs> my guy over here. Dude, my guy over here, last time he played prize picks, I think this was the last time, could be wrong. Dude, prize picks had Spencer Strider at home against the Phillies, more or less 9Ks. My guy over here took less, which I thought was a you know pretty safe, pretty safe thing. Yeah, yeah uh, until Spencer Strider went out uh, and, yeah, had uh, 12Ks and threw seven innings and, like, had 110 pitches. Like Again, again, jag off. Yeah. Spencer Strider. Yeah. Is that going to be the word of the day? <laughs> By the way, we don't have a word of the day on the show. That's just yeah, what, we're not that corny, okay? Yeah, Casey Anthony's decided to have a <laughs> word of the day. You know, um, let's see. Mike Smith said Jake actually looked confused. You said muff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, J.K. Marshall muff actually confused Jake. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I grow grow up, you guys. We we are not better than that. Okay? No, we're no. Stop it. My bad. Yes, you're bad. Absolutely. Uh you're bad. The Monty Show, hour number two of the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com changing the lives of Monty Show viewers every single day, you guys. Every single day, I feel like we hear from our viewers who have gone through the 30-day trial membership now and love it because you can see almost instantaneously that it's going to make you significantly more money than you're making now. 
Did you make $1,000 today at work? In your job, did you make $1,000? Did you see that another back to office mandate comes down? Major <coughs> tech companies, you got it. Do you not want to go back to the office? Tridaytrading.com. No, no, no. You don't want to go back. Go to tridaytrading.com. I'm telling you guys, it is a an absolute golden parachute from your current situation. If you've got student loan debt, if you've got big credit card debt, if you are struggling financially, maybe you're just not making the money you've always thought about, get to tridaytrading.com. Sign up for the 30-day $10 free trial membership. And I say free trial membership. It's a $10 charitable donation. You give them $10, they give it to charity. It's a tax write-off for you. That's all that's required. You get a 30-day trial membership and their entire program is yours. You get an elite level day trading coach assigned to you. You get all their education, their software, their algorithm training, their processes. They teach you how to be one of the best day traders in the business at trydaytrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, the biggest story in sports today. Certainly as Damian Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks today. Uh, Portland gets Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Tumani Kamara, and Milwaukee's 29 uh, unprotected first-round pick and pick swaps in 28 and 2030. This is a huge deal. I think the Suns won the deal. They get Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson, and now they are a behemoth. Remember that they also have Bradley Beal to team with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Now you are a good defensive team that plays hard. You are gritty. You shoot the ball really well with Eric Gordon. I mean, Watnabi's on that bench. Like the Phoenix Suns are loaded. They are deep across the board. I think the Suns won this deal. I almost have no doubt about it. But Jake, does Damian Lillard bring Milwaukee closer to a championship? Yeah, I mean, clearly I I think he brings them closer, no doubt. My biggest concerns here are the health of Damian Lillard. This is a guy that clearly has performed in clutch moments. He's never had the opportunity to play in the NBA Finals, so I think that that's an interesting piece of this. But overall, I have no doubts that this guy can perform in a big moment. My doubt is, can he stay healthy for the duration of the marathon known as the NBA season? Because ultimately, all that matters is this guy is available to you when it matters most, when you need to win those playoff games. Because I'm a big believer, and we've seen this trend playing out the last few years in the NBA. You got to sweep the first round. You got to go four and one in the second round. And then you got to be quick in the conference finals. And I think that, you know, ultimately, like, if 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 they're healthy, they're going to roll through teams in the playoffs. And that's what you need to be successful in, in the format that they play in the NBA. So I do think it brings them closer to an NBA championship, but I'm not necessarily convinced that they're the best team in the league. I'm not convinced that Dame makes them the best team in the league. I still maintain Phoenix is the best team in the league. I still think that 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 you know, the Warriors are going to have something to say, but the problem for them is again, the injury bug, right? They're older. There's a lot of miles on that car now up in Golden State. So that's why I say I think Phoenix has has the most you know, to gain here with with the way Grayson Allen's helped them and Nurkic is helping them, bringing that grit to their club that they didn't have before. And everyone seems to be forgetting about Bradley Beal, who I yeah. think has a ton to prove in this new on his new team. Yep, and I think the other story of the day um, is all of this college football realignment. And really it started uh, with this story 
quoting a Clemson administrator, a highly placed Clemson administrator, saying that sooner than later, Clemson will be leaving the ACC. Man, have we heard this song and dance before. And I think the thing that's so remarkable about these stories is there, the, the sheer lack of attributing a quote of this magnitude to somebody. When you are saying that Clemson, uh, an administrator, a highly placed administrator at Clemson, says that Clemson is leaving the ACC, and you don't have answers to, well, how are you going to get out of the grant of rights? Where is that money going to come from? Because it is a long, long, it's 13 more years. It's $120 million at a minimum to get out of the ACC grant of rights. And that does not even mean you get to take your media distribution rights with you, mind you, because there needs to be a vote on that. It's the same story over and over again with the ACC. And I know that you're probably tired of me sitting here telling you, hey, I told you so. But again, I'm going to say it. Hey, I told you so. This conference was not settled, and it did not save the ACC to Ag Calford. We've talked about this at nauseum, that this conference is dysfunctional. They don't like each other. They don't want to be in business. And every chance Clemson or Florida State or North Carolina or Miami get to build instability into the ACC, they're going to take it. And I think that's what this is. Now, if the stories are true and Clemson's going to announce they're leaving the ACC in three weeks, knock yourself out because I cannot wait to see the details. But again, I just ask, if Florida State, who some say is the actual bell cow of the ACC, if Florida State couldn't find a way out of the grant of rights, and Clemson, I would remind you, paid significant monies into the legal fund that was put together to find a hole or a loophole in the ACC grant of rights, and they could not find one. You're telling me that the scholars are just so much better (coughs) at Clemson than they are at Florida State that somehow Clemson's found a loophole in the ACC grant of rights. You have a hard time believing that. And I have to tell you, the ACC at this point is pathetic. It it is embarrassing. And Clemson, I don't know what you're thinking here. Even if a high-level administrator actually did say this, and I have no reason to doubt this reporting, what's the win here for Clemson? What's the win here from a high-level administrator at Clemson going on the record saying, we're leaving the ACC, stay tuned? What's the win? What did you actually accomplish? Because you and I both know you don't have the bread to leave the ACC. Because if you did, you'd been gone already. You don't have the votes because if you did, you'd been gone already. Where where and how? Because you're not going to the SEC. I think that much is very clear. We've talked about this with Florida State. The SEC has assured Florida that they will have a loud voice in whether or not Florida State gets into the SEC. So here's a question for you. And hey, man, I'm just the dude, the hack on YouTube talking out loud. Do you really think South Carolina is going to be like, oh, yeah, we got to bring Clemson into the SEC? Um, Do you really think South Carolina, the neighbor of Clemson, you really think South Carolina is just going to roll over and vote to have Clemson join the SEC? No, there's not a chance in the world 
South Carolina is going to go quietly. And if Florida has a voice on Florida State, do you really think the SEC is going to exclude South Carolina's voice on Clemson? I'm going to say that's not happening. Because the one thing that the SEC has that the ACC's never had is continuity. The members tend to stick together because they realize how good they have it. Now, you can't say the same thing for the ACC. I'm tired of talking about the dysfunction in the ACC because what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because even if you announce in three weeks that you're leaving the, the ACC, where are you going to go? No, I'm not doing that. I, I, don't, I will not buy this until Clemson has a press conference that says, all right, see you later, we're out. Yeah, and that's why I say everyone wants it to be the biggest story in sports. Everyone wants it to be like this, oh my God, Clemson's leaving the ACC, says who? And how? And when? And where? The paperwork doesn't say it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, and, and I know you, uh, and I appreciate that you're respectful about how they went ahead and bro broke this news, but I agree. If you're going to put something out of this magnitude, it needs to be justified, legitimized. It needs to be, hey, this person in this office at this university said X, Y, and Z, Clemson's leaving the ACC. Don't give me, hey, some ghost in the janitorial closet said they're leaving the ACC. I don't appreciate that. That's not that. That's what that's what this kind of reporting does. All, all all I heard yesterday was, "Oh, primes after clicks, primes after clicks." What the hell is this? This is click hunting. This is hey, I'm just going to report that some high placed official said this, and then Clemson's still going to be in the ACC in a while. Like they don't have a way to leave because what nobody seems to remember is even if you did buy your way out. You're not keeping your rights until the grant of rights is over with because you granted your rights. So even if you bought your way out, they you're have still to not going to be on them TV. back to you. Yeah. And I'll, I, I, I'll go back years here. Yeah. Florida State and Clemson, and I think we said it two years ago, three years ago now. People had told us they reached out to the SEC. And they were told pretty much, hey, Florida State, Florida is going to have to check the box. And South Carolina is going to have to check the box. Yeah. And I don't see either one of them checking the box. Why would they? And I'll go back to the Florida State thing. And let's suppose that Clemson somehow, some way, found a loophole in the grant of rights, which I just don't believe. Who in this conference is going to vote them out and say, yeah, let's let Clemson and Florida State go? Because the other thing that nobody here is talking about, you really think Clemson's leaving on their own? Do you think Florida State's just going to hang out in the ACC now that Clemson found a way out? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Do you really think Carolina and Duke are staying if Clemson and Florida State are gone? Come on now. It, it makes zero sense. It makes no sense at all. And I, I don't – is Clemson a fit? Like this Kyle Whittingham situation. Kyle Whittingham. And at least Kyle Whittingham has the cojones, the cojones to say it on a dais yeah. that Kyle Whittingham sat up on, on, on a, a, a podium and was asked about whether or not, you know, college football realignment mm -hmm. essentially is over. Right. To paraphrase. And this really lit. 
the college football world on fire when Kyle Whittingham said, yeah, um, I think we're going to the Big Ten. Football has changed so much. I mean, it went years and years and years with very little change at all. And now all of a sudden it's it's complete upheaval. And uh, I can tell you right now we'll play UCLA again down the road because it's going to change again. And there's going to be a, you know, a massive shift. And I think UCLA and Utah will probably be, end up in, uh, you know, in the same situation, uh, in a good situation. And, and so temporarily, yeah, it's going to be a few years before we play again. But, but uh, I think with the changes on the horizon that, that uh, it'll be at some point back together again. Well, so wait, UCLA is coming to the Big – no, they're not going to the Big 12. Oh. So you're telling me Utah's going to the Big Ten because that's oh. the first thing. That's the first thing I thought. And again, I think one of the one of the biggest questions here: What does this mean for the Big Twelve? And this is going to rehash all the vitriol that Big Twelve fans had about not wanting Utah to join the conference. And I love Kyle Whittingham. I respect him as much as you are able to respect somebody you don't know personally. I respect Kyle, the hell out of Kyle Whittingham. This was not the, the, the right thing to say at the, this time. Because I think this just stokes the fire of instability. Yeah, well, and I think that the, the, the reality of the situation is, is that the ACC is on the clock. I mean, it's not going to happen, in my opinion, now. But the ACC, to me, is the next conference to, to boom. Meaning that you're going to have teams that leave. You're going to have your, your conference unfortunately is going to dissolve because the major brands are going to leave. And that means the little guys got to go where they can get paid. And that's why I say this reporting from Clemson is wild to me. It doesn't make sense that you would, you would say, Hey, a ghost said this to me essentially, because that's what it amounts to, right? It amounts to, Hey, a high placed official at Clemson said this. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Cause my definition of high placed official might be different than yours. So when I look at Kyle Whittingham saying, Hey, yeah, we're going to be at the Big Ten, maybe not next year, the year after, but you know, five, seven years from now, we're probably going to be in the Big Ten with UCLA. I, I, I agree, it's ill time, but he's not wrong because ultimately the ACC is going to dissolve. The big boys are going to go to the Big Ten and the SEC. The Big Twelve is going to have to add some of those little players out of the ACC. And at that time, while we're adding people or adding universities. Schools like Utah are going to have the opportunity or really are going to have a choice on where they want to be long-term because that's when I think we're going to see the 10-year grant of rights again because ultimately, three conferences can coexist. You need that flexibility. The two-conference thing, the, that's too big. I don't think you can manage that as well. But three conferences, I think, works great. You can play off of each other. It keeps the TV networks happy. Uh, it, it, it allows recruits to still have a large selection. Like, I think, and, and by the way, I think you still retain some of that localized rivalry heat, if you will. So that's why I say I think three conferences is where we're going long term. But I'm not going to sit here and agree with all these comments and all these people saying that this is the biggest story in sports. Because what's the story? I I don't wh know what what what's bit what's actually been reported. Because I'm not seeing any actual evidence of hey we're leaving. Because that's there's not the any. issue. There's no way for you to leave. If you were going to leave, you would have left, but you didn't. That's the problem. That's what Clemson fan doesn't want to say. So look, man. I, I just, college football loves, loves 
a six foot blonde type story. And that's what this is. If you're going to be the person yeah. that criticizes Prime for the way he runs his program, and you're the person that says, hey, he's going to get clicks, then you damn well better be saying the same thing about this story because that's all this is right now. Yeah, I think that this is just sensationalism. Yeah. Uh, Green Street Ute, who's been a member for eight months. Thank you, Green Street. Go Utes, beat the beeves up. That's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah. Casey Anthony gives us $2. Um, NFL are jagoffs with all their... <laughs> They're lame new rules. <laughs> and five more to say. I heard it at least $400 million to get out of the ACC and keep their media rights. Clemson doesn't have that kind of bread. It, it's, it's not going to be made cheap or easy. But even, okay, but let's say that they did have that type of bread. But I agree with you. They don't. But let's say they did. Okay, great. So you bought your way out and you have your rights. You've yeah. retained your TV rights or your distribution rights. Where are you going? Well, you're definitely not going to the Big 12. And I still maintain, sure, you could go to the Big Ten, but you're an SEC team. Brand-wise, you're an SEC school. In my opinion, all day long, that's where you should be. But yeah. I'm not so sure, to your point, I'm not so sure that the SEC is banging down Dabo's door because what is Dabo right now, right? It's harsh to say they're a bottom feeder, but they're not a college football playoff team. You're, you're not someone that Alabama or Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State is scared of. No. So, so what is the desirability, the demand of Clemson? It's at an all-time low. You would have been wiser to try to get out of the conference while you had five head and while yes. you were competing for national championships. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, OG Gary, I'm going to get that Big Ten Utes tattoo. Seriously. <laughs> you ain't wrong, man. Uh, Matthew Farmer, maybe Duke, NC State, Pitt, and either Louisville, Virginia Tech, or Georgia Tech end up in the Big 12. I have no clue. But I, I think, so here's the thing with that, though. That's the problem. We all want to get way ahead of it. I, I don't think we, we can even project where, you know, schools like Pitt will be in 10 years. No Until clue. we know where the big boys have gone. Because because where the big boys go, where the Clemson, Florida State, UNC's, the Dukes go, is going to determine where the smaller school can go. And I'm just telling you, Brett Yormark is not stupid. Brett Yormark, and we've been saying it for months, Beauty of YouTube is you can go back and listen. Dude, Brett Yormark is not stupid. There's a reason he had no desire to go 18, 20, 22 because he's saving the ammunition. He's saving rooms in the hotel for the ACC teams. That's why he didn't. That's why the Big Ten wanted nothing to do with Oregon State and Washington State. That's why. Yeah, I, I just – I think this is delusional. Yeah. I think – I'm, I, I, and I don't mean to be redundant. I'm just done with the ACC drama, man. Like, I, I understand it. I, I do, but I, I just, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Cougar Track says, uh, together again, yeah, maybe, maybe Utah, and, you know, UCLA and the Big Ten. You know, I, I agree with Kyle Whittingham that significant drama and realignment is, is not far off. Yeah. Is that a year from now? We'll see. I, it, we're not done with realignment by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It, not close, in my opinion. Um, not close. Uh, OG Gary said they know Utah will clap big check, uh, cheeks if we get Big Ten money. Yeah. Well, I think it's great you have a bunch of money, but if you don't know how to apply it to your marketing program, what good is it? Because I still haven't seen an uptake in marketing. I would agree. Aaron Wilson, my prize picks hit big yesterday. Yes, Let's they go, did, Aaron. Dude. 
Nice job. Appreciate that. Uh, Mike Smith, yep, he's talking about the possible future. Some think will happen where the Big Ten and the SEC stand alone as the two power conferences. I I just don't think that's realistic. Yeah. I, I really don't. Jim Choi, uh, BYU is worth more to the networks than Utah. Eh, different show, I think. Uh, why is the Big 12 going to end? Because I... If you if you are going to continually have institutions coming and going, I, I don't know how you survive. I, I really don't. And I, the the funny thing to me is, if you go to the Big Ten right now, how much money are you getting? Well, everybody's going to say a hundred million. Do you really think you're getting a full pay full payout? You think you're getting a full share? There's not a chance you're getting a full share. Let's say you get a 50% share, $50 million. You're going to make more in the, in the Big 12. With all of the revenue generation going on in the Big 12, if you're only taking 50% from the Big 10, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? And I think I would rather be, I would rather be a big fish in a little pond than a little fish in a massive pond where the sharks are swimming. I, I, yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. If Utah goes to the Big Ten, I think it is a – I think it's a huge deal. I think it is – that's a huge mountain to climb. It, it, it is just so much more difficult. Yeah. I, I think it is – but that's just me. Um, Big Ten doesn't want Utah. I think academically they would love Utah, without a doubt. Um, Conference Commissioner Gumby said that's what she said. Okay. Okay, Mike Smith, I think at this current time, the big has bylaws that prevent teams from Utah and joining. However, that could change in the future. Well, I don't know about all that. Uh, Cougar Tracks, Witt was talking a, a while back, two to three years in the Big 12. He did say that. And, I, again, that's why I referenced this is not the first time Kyle Whittingham's gone out of his way to answer a question like that Yeah. in that form or fashion. It's not an accident. No. OG Gary, Utah, Kansas, and Baylor to the Big Ten. Why would you want Baylor? Yeah. That doesn't seem to fit. That doesn't seem to fit. But that that's just me. Um, I could be wrong. Aaron Wilson, why isn't Monty writing down my comments and reading them all out loud? I, I'm I'm a terrible yeah, person. Yeah, dude, can you stop skipping comments, dude? You're pissing I, people off, dude. I know. What like, better fucking execution? Mr. Angry Guy Salamini says it's all for clicks. Are we hey. clear on that? I... I haven't, haven't we had enough clicks in the ACC in the last month? I mean, haven't we had enough of that? And I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but at what point do we just say, you're barking at the wind, dude? Yeah. Like, you're a dog on the back porch in winter just barking at the wind. Yeah, man. Because that's what it feels like. What did we, all the huffing and puffing. Oh, 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 we're leaving. Ah. Okay, well, you haven't left yet. How dumb do you think I am? Yeah, so when you rented the U-Haul, let me know. Then we'll get serious. Because I just don't buy it. I don't buy it, dude. I don't, I, I'm... I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You could buy it in the Big 12 because they had a new deal. They could expand. It was the pro rata they deserved. <laughs> but what makes me buy this in the ACC when... They've tried for years to break the grant of rights. It's just, it's a bunch of bullshit, man. And I'm burned out on the drama that is the ACC as the Congratulations, ACC but that's bullshit.
right? Like this is, we haven't even been going through this nearly as long as we went through it in the Pac-12 and I'm already tired of it. Yeah. I'm already over it, man. Like yeah. I, I just, I can't even. Mr. Downtown uh, for $5. Clemson can get a loan to leave the ACC. Like FSU was exploring a deal with J.P. Morgan Chase and worked out a streaming deal. Streaming differs from OTA. The only problem with that is Who's your who's your television partner right now? Oh, that's right. That's right. It's ESPN. Oh, damn. So get and your facts straight. Last time I checked, who did you sign your grant of rights over to? ESPN. Ah, that's that's right. And ESPN controls streaming in sports. And ESPN, and you can say, well, you could do a deal separately. Well, here's the problem: you don't have your rights to grant. Yeah. To somebody else. Because you granted your rights to the conference, who then granted them to ESPN. Oh. So it all starts and ends with you getting your rights back from the conference, which is where the money comes in. Yes. In my opinion, right? I, I just, yeah. I I'm saying there's not, you don't have a yellow brick road out. It's, it's been my main point about the Pac 12 situation for the entire year we've been talking about it. The only reason the Pac-12 situation occurred is because their grant of rights is expiring. Yes. So they're all free agents. They have their grant of rights. They can grant their rights to the different conferences, and they're they're set. They have the yellow brick road. They've got the keys to the car. They've got the bottle to break on the ship. We're good to go. Yep. Like, it, it's very straightforward. So my question's always been on the J.P. Morgan thing, why would they go into further debt to get out? It doesn't make sense. And for what? Right. For what? You're making like, 40. What are you making? You're probably going to make $40 million a school this year. Why would you leave a decent setup? Because let's not forget this either. And I love this point. Dude, it's not like they're in a garbage setup. It's no. not like you have some. You're, that's right. Your, your TV partner's ESPN, not the Pac-12 network. Like, it's a different thing. There's levels to this game, yet you're still complaining. That's what I don't care. If Dabo Sweeney had used the portal properly and was just racking up natties. We built this program on NIL. And speeding tickets. Like, okay, you're Kirby Smart. Okay, let's talk. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. But you're currently, Clemson's not even. Relevant. I, like, come Clemson's on. Clemson's not getting into the college football playoff. That, that, that's all over with now. You're not getting in. Uh, where's the leverage coming from? Where's the leverage coming from? Uh, J.K. Marshall, six foot blonde, okay, but too tall for me. Give me five three. Well, I mean, what's up, big bro? I don't know about any five three blondes wandering around. Monty can't read cursive. I can't read at all. Uh, Jim Choi, college athletics is cyclical. We don't know the layout of college football landscape in 2030. We don't. We don't. But it's not 2030. I would be saying like 2026, 2027. Like, I think the game is going to change sooner than these contracts expire. I don't, yeah. I actually don't have any doubt about that. Jeff Woodworth, Witt will be playing chess with UCLA alums in two years because he'll be retired. Maybe. But does Witt have to be there for Utah to go to the Big Ten? I don't think so. Uh, the Todd father. What's up, Todd? I just joined. What the F is the real big 12 done? Come on. God, I hope not. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, JK Marshall Clemson going to the mountain West. I've heard that. 
the new Pac-12. You guys, <laughs> which oh, I also it's the merger, think, dude. It's, I think this is the other story. Um, and you knew this was coming. According to Heather Dinich, who I think is the most connected college football playoff committee insider, Heather Dinich at ESPN is reporting that in the college football playoff committee is now heavily leaning towards a five plus seven model for 2024. Now, now I'm just trying to remember that I think we spoke about this yesterday, right? I mean, I think we talked about this yesterday right here on the show Grum, that we don't that, know dude we're hacks we're, on youtube yeah, we, well, we're doing the show possible. from your basement so i mean it's not it's we're not, not credible dude i mean it's not like we literally said yesterday hey a five and seven model would work much better than six and six and there's a variety of reasons why and oh and now heather came out and reported it what do you know shocking the five plus seven makes a hell of a lot more sense than six plus six and you're like well money I'm not real good at math, but that's just one different. <laughs> well, here's the difference. What does five, what is five conference champions mean? The Pac-12 survives. That's what it means. That to me, and from the people I spoke to today about it, that to me means the college football playoff committee, who again today voted or decided not to vote or even discuss the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. They're not even going to discuss it because they don't know what they're discussing because they believe the Pac-12 will survive. So they don't want to get back into the, well, what if? Because what ifs aren't real in college football. We've all learned that over the last six weeks. So the college football playoff committee now has decided that their best bet is a five plus seven. The five power conference champions and seven at-large bids. My guess is that G5 is going to get two of those. So there will be five at-large bids going to the other power five conference teams. I think that is the top of the mountain. And I think it is the only way to give the G5 a real shot at winning a national championship in the college football playoff. Because auto-bidding... Conference champions, and again, I know this pissed everybody off yesterday, and that was not my intention, but auto-bidding G5 conference champions into the college football playoff is a recipe for embarrassment and disaster. Mm -hmm. Because not every G5 college, you know, conference champion is worthy. The P5 conference champions and two G5 AQs that don't necessarily have to be conference champions. I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the best way to go about this. And if this is indeed what we end up with in 2024, I I say amen to that. Right. Because it levels the playing field as much as you can possibly level it for the G5s. Because the last thing I think any of us want is G5 laydowns where Alabama, Georgia, you know, the almighty Florida State, where they wind up beating a G5 by 35 points and having a scrimmage, a warm-up, a practice for the real bowl game in two weeks. That, that is what my biggest fear with the college football playoff is, is that you're going to have meaningless, it, it, we go, we're going to 12, we've got to have 12, and then you wind up having, what, 
four of the six games that mean absolutely nothing. Because it's garbage. And that just cannot happen. Yeah. You need as many of those six games, if we're going to 12 teams in six games, as those six games have to be really good matchups. Because it's not cheap for ESPN and ABC to cover it. And if you're not getting ratings in those games because it's 35 nothing, 52 to 10, that's not good for college football, and it's certainly not the way the G5 is going to grow. No, and I think that that's been one of the best parts about the college football playoff is that we're getting the big boy matchups. We're getting the football that we want. I mean, dude, the next time someone says to me, holy cow, December's the best month of football I've ever seen in my life, won't be the first time and certainly won't be the last time. Us as football fans love the month of December because we get NFL, we get college football, and both of them are playing with implications, right? And and that's why I say the college football playoff is the one thing in college football you can't mess up, man. We can't get into a place where, where you know, the, the one plays the, the, you know, the 12 or whatever, the bottom seed, and, and you you have just some ridiculous game. Like, we can't do that, man. That's right. not how this works. And Well, and I think it's one of those things that – what's the right way to say this? I think it's one of those things where, let's say in a 12-team playoff, the top four teams, they get a bye. Mm-hmm. Okay, the top four teams get a bye. The other eight teams got to win their way in. Right. So – Let's say that your fourth team is, let's say Oregon, right? Because right now, if we're we're being idiots and Michigan's number two, which is one of the biggest crimes of the century. Right. But if you have, you know, Georgia one, Michigan two, Texas three. It's a defense. You forgot you know, Florida State. Well, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, Florida State, number four. <laughs> Those four... Those four frauds, two of those four are frauds. Right. Uh, they get their, you know, they get their time off. Right? So let's say that Ohio State is your fifth team. Right. Ohio State plays Texas State because holy shit, Texas State beat Baylor. Money in the curse jar. Notre Dame you know, or mother. You, you're, but you're improving. And I, I am. appreciate that. I went the whole first hour. Yeah. Which is impressive. Right. Um, Baylor, because, oh, my God, Texas State beat, you know, Baylor. Who's excited for Ohio State and Texas Southern directional yarn? I hope it won't come to that. Right. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Who's who's excited for now? You want to say, hey, who's the best team in the Mountain West? All right. Fresno State and Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Does that fix the problem? <coughs> no. Yeah, I don't think it does. What it does do is check the G5 box, and I'm just going to keep saying it. It does. Hey, the G5s, y'all want to sit around and say, hey, we want more access. We want, we want, you know, we want our defined, carved out, no doubt about it, definitive way to, to compete for a national championship. We want that. Okay, great. If you want that, then don't ask for... 10 games at the Power 5 level. Don't ask for 10 in-conference in games if you want an easier way to get there. This is the plight of the G5. You're going to get your face kicked in one way or the other. Correct. And I, I, I can't name a single G5 where I'm like, yeah, they got a legitimate shot against anybody in the college football playoff. Even, 
even your 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 low end power five team even i mean do we still have a top 25 in here like yeah. even even one of the worst top 25 teams let's let's you know uh, uh missouri dude missouri versus the pro rata we deserve i'm taking missouri right uh let's Ole see miss versus san diego state old miss, miss versus boise state Ole miss versus wyo bro come on but i mean if if you take any of the g5s right now and i i know you guys and i know that wyoming put up a little bit of a fight against texas and everyone east wants carolina to say, no i'm not taking east carolina over old miss memphis no but jake memphis is three and one right now oh man wow memphis is i mean i mean it, it's, it's division one football liberty ohio state versus liberty liberty's four and oh man yeah and they're going to be four and one after ohio state hangs 80 on them you know I mean, if you look at, my God, if you look at the Akron's <coughs> hips right now, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. so then about. what's going to happen? We're oh. going to we're gonna level the playing field a little bit. The G5s are going to get into these games. And then what am I going to get? I'm going to get a Saturday game that nobody cares about. And then I'm going to come in Monday. We're going to do the show. And what am I going to get in the comments section? Oh, man. Wow. Uh, no football on this weekend. What'd you guys do? That's the issue. I know. We hate Georgia Southern. We get it. Katie Raider, what uh, comment dump? Uh, Baby Yoda equals Grogu the Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, Katie Raider says word. What's up? Um, By equals Baby Yoda. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Woodworth realignment because it feels so good. Realignment. Yeah, is, 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 it, dude, you don't know that. Song. Is realignment and expansion not the uh, cocaine for college football fans right now? It's cocaine. Is it not what we all want? It's cocaine. Uh, it's almost like Gladiator and Russell Crowe's like, are you not entertained? It, it's what we all want. We want to see conferences die until it becomes inconvenient as a viewer. That's the issue. Yeah, I think uh, you know. You know, uh, I'm so I'm 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 frustrated with the ACC. I'll be honest with you. Like I just are they? Is Florida State and Clemson really worth all this? No, nope. Uh, that's what I can't get. Be away better, from. Jordan Travis. OG Gary says done with the ACC drama. And it hasn't even started. You might just be burned out on the pack drama. That absolutely could be true. Yeah, could be true. J.K. Marshall, Youngstown State looks promising. Deserves a shot. Oh yeah. <laughs> man could you imagine if youngstown beat ohio state stay hard second time jt blanked asu yeah second time tone lame show now going to a better one lol uh, you know you know salamini while well, san diego state is playing a safety at quarterback right now so you know tarrant county wants to know where bishop sycamore is right yeah in. i mean they're right in the middle of that thing you know uh, wow, Maury Alvarez filling up gas now for three dollars and nineteen cents. Why would you, dude? Why do you gotta throw it in our face, jerk? dude? Like that's not very nice, like, sir. Dude, I knew today would be shitty. That's like, not very nice. I went to Costco today and still paid sixty bucks. Sixty dollars? That's all you paid? Sixty dollars on fifteen gallons? That's Come all on, dude. you paid. That's it. Wow. And I see you guys complaining about my comment reading. What are you doing? What are you complaining about? Well, who's complaining? Who's complaining? <laughs> it's comment dumping, so I can't really keep up. Monty owes a ribeye. Will my man ever get a ribeye? If he figures it out, I've asked ten times. 
Teddy and I will run into each other, man. It's not like... Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Phenomenal Hebrew. What's up, my guy? Ohio State's a fraud. It's Nittany Lions time. I want Penn State to never play another football game, but if they're gonna... It listen, might as well be against Michigan State. No. Well, then there's Mel Tucker. Ow! <laughs> did you guys see the Mel Tucker thing today? What is Mel Tucker doing? Like... Please don't answer that question. <laughs> that was a rhetorical question, sir. That's the untrained eye. Oh. So Mel Tucker issued a statement today because, oh, here's a shocker. Michigan State officially fired him for cause. Mm. Mel Tucker says that Michigan State knew about the information, which it supposedly relies uh, on to end my contract since March. Right. Okay, so they knew you were a degenerate, allegedly, since March. Right. Michigan State cut off any semblance of interest in the truth or due process by terminating me oh. weeks before the hearing. Mm. Okay, so they terminated you because they thought you were a degenerate and they didn't need a hearing. Michigan State ignored my concerns about leaks. Well, man, how can we fire Mel for this whole sexual phone sex thing with a sex advocate, you know, allegedly program when we, you know, had leaks. Right. So Jake, what did you say when you heard these Mel Tucker, I, I would you call this a defense when you heard Mel well, Tucker's said, yeah. defense? What did you say? He's not denying that, uh, they had contact that hit him and this, you know, person, this woman that he called in, uh, had relations. He didn't deny it. What did he do? He, he said he, he did not deny. Yeah. What he's being accused. Yeah. Of. What, 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 what was the, def what was the strategy? I, I put this in our members only group today, dude. The strategy was, Hey, it's a consensual relationship and it's not your business. Michigan state. That's essentially what the strategy was. Hey, I'm not denying that we you know, had phone sex. She wanted it. I wanted it. Jake, it, no, could you please use the proper terminology? I admitted to an entirely consensual private relationship with another adult who gave one presentation at Michigan State at my behest over two years ago. A cursory reading of the facts and timeline should cause any fair-minded person to conclude that other motives are at play. Mel, so wait, let me get this right, Mel. Uh, you brought great embarrassment, um, and really moral turpitude issues to the doorstep uh, at Larry Nassar's former employer, Michigan State. That's an issue. Which in your contract, it says uh, you can't bring great embarrassment or moral turpitude because um, um, they have the right to terminate you. Oh. Um, and Jake's point, and Jake's point about <laughs> Mel Tucker not denying the allegations. Funny, that's exactly what Michigan State said here. Simply put, the response does not provide any, any information that refutes or undermines the multiple grounds for termination for cause set forth in the notice. Oh, so you mean in the contract you signed that said, hey, yeah, um, you can't be a degenerate uh, in any way uh, or we'll fire he you? He has a Dude, morals clause. Come on now. Come on. He basically has a clause that says you can't embarrass us and you better not get caught having sex outside. Just so of you can go to Pound Town. Come on. And for those of you who don't know, Mel Tucker 
the former now football coach at Michigan State is alleged to have offered unwanted phone sex to a woman who he hired to come in and speak to Michigan State about things like unwanted phone sex happening so that his players knew how to properly behave. Yeah, and I think what's so incredible is in this Michigan State statement, I believe it's at the bottom there. They I, they literally, the tone of this is so cold-blooded. It and, is decidedly unprofessional and unethical to flirt, make sexual comments, and masturbate while on like, the phone with a university <laughs> vendor. What? Like, they're, they they nice. don't care. They're going in on you. Yeah, Michigan State is over it. Yeah, they burned the house down there, man. The problem is Mel Tucker has never denied any of that happened. He didn't deny it. And I think he didn't deny it because, in my opinion, it probably happened. Yeah. And you hired somebody who is a Michigan State vendor at that point to come in and talk about proper sexual behavior. Yes. And then you improperly acted in a sexual manner Yeah, and on the, the phone with it, her. It is truly the classic case of, hey, there's... Allegedly. Allegedly. There's evidence that I did this thing that I'm being accused of, right? Can't tell me they don't have the call. Okay, so they've got the call. I'm doing what I'm doing, right? So how do we defend this, attorney? Well, you can't deny you did it because it's on tape. Okay, let's let's say, yeah, I did do it, but it was consensual. And by the way, you know, it's a private relationship. Because that's the other thing he keeps saying that annoys me. It's a private, consensual, nothing's private when you're the head football coach at Michigan State or any other D1 Power 5 program. Nothing's private, dude. An entirely consensual private relationship with another adult who gave one presentation at Michigan State. She gave a presentation at Michigan State, and then you're alleged to have engaged in unwanted phone sex. And I love this. In his statement, he's like, I don't believe that Michigan State's firing me because of... uh, Plans uh, to fire me because I admitted to an entirely consensual private relationship with another adult. Really? Really? And then Michigan State went in on him. So that's why I say, like, I I, just from the onset, I felt like it was a weak defense. But look at this last line that I think is hysterical. Your unconvincing rationalizations and misguided attempts to shift responsibility cannot and do not excuse your own behavior. And I inserted the comma, sir. Uh, had you not engaged in this inappropriate and unprofessional conduct, the university would not be subject to public disrespect. Now note that word because it is not unintentional. Public disrespect and ridicule regarding your actions. Uh. Which is what it good old Uncle Monty told you. He has a morals clause in his contract that says you can't pleasure yourself on the phone. <laughs> When somebody doesn't want you to. You fucking donkey. Who are you, Jeffrey Tubin at CNN? <laughs> like, do you guys remember that story? Jeffrey Tubin at CNN, the, the legal analyst who <laughs> was on a, a video call at CNN, and he was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to work it out right now. Yeah, all business on top, a pleasure on the bottom. Stay hard. Right? Like, he <laughs> he decided that now was the time while his camera was on. Oh. That, that he, would, you know. Wow. I mean. Nice. Uh, the cat. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on, dude. And so now we're going to wind up paying lawyers to yeah. run their faces into each other. 
And I think Michigan State's exactly right. Yeah. And, okay, here it comes. I'm warning you. This is why we can't as men. That's an honor code violation, <laughs> Mel. This is why we can't as men sexualize every single thing a woman does, man. Yeah. Look at her pumping gas. <laughs> like we can't, you can't. Yeah, you can't do that, dude. That's a bad look. Pornography is the great destroyer of men. You, you don't get to have privacy, and, dude. You and, don't. And here we go with another dude who is going to lose $75 million in compensation. Uh, a lot. To a sex act. Mm. Allegedly. Thanks, uh, Mel. You know, I, I just. It's incredible. And, and I, I, yet again, and I say this every time. What did you think was going to happen when you jumped on the old iPhone Pro Max and were like, yeah, dude, let's go ahead and get it going? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen, dude? Like, I don't understand. And the other thing I don't understand is how does Michigan State continue to find themselves in these situations? Well, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, the idea that yet again we're talking about you because of pretty much and, up the same alley topic is crazy. Oh, easy. Up the same alley. Stop it. The point is, do you see Stanford or Oregon or Utah or Northwest? Well, Northwestern, <coughs> you, you do. Um, uh, but do you see Ohio? Well, Ohio State. You, oh, how is it? How is it that the Big Ten can't get out of trouble? Northwestern, Penn State, Ohio State, like how Michigan State repeatedly mm-hmm. i i've i don't i don't get it it's the mm-hmm. same but you don't see oregon you don't see utah you don't see well you do see usc but they're in the big 10 so it's fine anyway <laughs> 10 you know uh salamini wolf blitzer was wearing something special on that call dude i have no idea what jeffrey tubin was thinking <laughs> well i do Tubin's i do have an idea of what jeffrey tubin <laughs> And I, the thing I've never understood, whether it was Rachel Nichols at ESPN or Jeff the Tubin at CNN, you're on a video call, sir. There's a camera right there. Like, bro, it's right here. It's right in front of your face. And you decide, you decide to go hang out with your, your Uncle Willie. And I don't get it. Rachel Nichols, you're on a video call. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, you did. They know reset. What do you mean you didn't know? Yeah, you did. I know redo. And Mel Tucker, you're talking to somebody who for a living teaches men how not to do what you're doing. Yet you think it's going to be okay. (laughs) What are you doing? I don't get it. How, how, How can you, and again, have to say this too, almost feel obligated. You're making 70 plus million dollars to coach a child's game and you can't help yourself. You gave away 75 million dollars. Mel Tucker was had a fully guaranteed 75 million dollar contract unless they fired you for cause. My which god. This qualifies. Uh and donuts put an infrared light on his phone. No, please don't. Please don't. Don't. Uh just uh, Christopher Shannon, just hire an OnlyFans girl. I, okay. but, but why do we need why the issue is why do we need to do this to people? Because that's what that's what my issue no, with these not, guys no, is. No, it's not dude. people. 
You know what I don't understand? Why do rich dudes in big time jobs like the president have to go after the intern? Well, it's a power play. You can. Are you Mel Tucker? You really think you can have any woman in the world? Come on, man. You're just a football coach and it's just Michigan State. Like, what are you doing? You're not the Kennedys. You're Jeffrey Tubin. Did you really think you were going to get away with that, dude? That motherfucker don't miss, Did you man. really think you, you weren't going to get fired for that? Come on, man. That's wild to me. And then your best defense is it was consensual. Come okay. on, man. Okay. That's why Come we're here, because it was consensual. Come on. Um, let's see. Conference Commissioner Gummy, make mooning great again. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Dax Johnson, I just want to say I agree with Greg uh, Garrett Bowles and the Broncos suck. I'm sick of them losing. Love the show. Hey, how can you blame Buddy? How can you blame him? Garrett Bowles, the Ute alum and the Denver Broncos offensive lineman, lost his mind. Bronco Nation, let's roll or let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> On to another loss. Like, if you ain't first, you're last. Garrett Bowles has suffered m m painful injuries. Yeah. Given his body to the Broncos, and they just don't win. Yeah. You know. Raider Mark, Tucker couldn't just fly to Thailand. Not Seriously, what are you doing? I'm not going to get into that. Cougar tracks. Mel was only trying to get answers for his sex ed class. Mm. That must be it. How the fuck else would you do this job? You know, um, the Big Ten has glizzy issues. Here we go. Why is glizzy a thing? Uh, Salamini, it's cold out there, apparently. Boyd Lake, wait, is everything I say here not private? Whoa. Like... <laughs> Seriously. But do you understand how like crazy your mindset would have to be? Yeah, let me let me call the woman who I brought in professionally on on a business matter to come in and talk to my fellas about the way they should handle certain situations. Yeah, let me call that same person and do this. I, I just don't I don't know what you thought was gonna happen. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like what was the good that was gonna come out of that, man? Nothing. There was no good that was gonna come out of that. Seriously. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, OG Gary, now we know how Baylor fits into no, the Big Ten. No, actually we don't because Baylor was way worse than this, dude. And donuts, business as usual in Happy Valley. You ain't wrong. Mike Smith, Big Ten Conference, where the pervs go to coach. Just just pervin liar on his own Yeah, has the resume. Two more successful years at Baylor and Bryles was probably headed to the Big Ten. Wow. Wow. Joey B, seventy-five million, just unbelievable, right? Like you gave away seventy-five million dollars. You wait, 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 let's rephrase. You paid seventy-five million dollars for phone sex, and apparently she was not interested. Um, you know, uh, Nichols equals Tubin. <laughs> you can't be racist, which is what it felt like. But at least, dude, at least with Tubin, he was like, I don't even care. I'm just going to full send this thing. You knew what you were doing. You knew you were on a he video call. He knew what call. he was doing. Don't tell me you didn't know, right? At least with Tubin, he's like, yeah, I'm on a video call with all these people. I'm trying to get fired, I guess. He right? knew what he was doing. You knew what you were doing. Absolutely. I see. It, what goes through your mind? At, don't answer that question. I don't want um. to. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gummy look more and more like uh, Calford dodged a bullet by not getting into the big. Maybe mm. you don't see this at again. I just go to Oregon. Oregon's got everything you want: money, power, big donors, big opportunity to mess it up. 
unless I missed a sex scandal where the coach did something cray like this. But you don't see this, yet in the Big Ten, it's a consistent problem. Yeah. And I've never understood it. Never understood it. Uh, he was never worth that $9 million a year. Well, but still. You're worth what someone you're will worth, pay you. Yes, you're worth what somebody's willing to pay you. Mike Smith, $75 million, That's an expensive. It is. Ex- yes. Uh, Rick Patino. How was that Italian restaurant? Do you guys remember that? Rick Patino had, had, what did the lady say, 12 seconds? Where is the Italian? It lasted, and then Rick Patino, I think, confirmed that it lasted 12 seconds in an Italian restaurant. Nice, Rick, dude. 12 seconds. Congratulations. Congratulations. Lon Cougar from K-State, former basketball coach. He likes cheerleaders too much, so he had to leave K-State. I don't even know if that's true. Allegedly. Illinois and UNLV, Lon Cougar. Mike Smith, at least Garrett Bowles was not having phone sex with the HR lady. I mean, right? <laughs> right. And Donuts, uh, you guys hear about the Billion Sports Complex in Reno? I did. Mm-hmm. Jim Choi. Didn't we, t- did we talk about that yesterday? We may have. Uh, Mel could have gone to Amsterdam, red light district. You could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Just not, not to the woman whose job is to educate people on how not to get phone sexed. Are we clear on that? Allegedly. Come on. Uh, Garrett Bowles has been awful for the, no, he hasn't. He has not. He is, has he been fabulous? Not all the time, but he has been a solid contributor for the Broncos. Absolutely. Uh, OG Gary, uh, Glizzy Gobbler Mel. Okay, wow. Tarrant County Boy, Mel wanted to be a shower, not a, a shower, not a grower. Say it was sh- shower. Right, right. Shower, not a, no, okay, hilarious. Uh, Ron Nolan, Prime hired the same gal to talk to his boys. Did, did he really? I, I hope he did. He's big on that. Prime's, yeah, we know. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about Deion Sanders on this show. It pisses off everybody at Oregon, so just remember that. Uh, Mel may get half of that back. He will never, he won't get a penny. Yeah. Michigan state is on a mission to make sure that he does not get that back. Uh, Tarrant County boy, Mel disappeared the fastest 75 mil ever. Yeah. Ever. Amazing. How you just gave away for your own gratification. You gave away $75 million. Yeah. How long did the phone call last? Because that's got to be the most expensive phone call ever. Ever. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Uh, Oregon scandal. Lanning said something negative about Dion, and the Dionites lost their minds. Huge scandal. Yeah. Huge scandal. That and, and you know, no. No, I'm not going in on Brian Kelly and his southern accent. Uh, Salamini, um, yeah, the Oregon coach is a bully by running up the score. Major scandal. Huge scandal. Huge. Uh, J.K. Marshall, Mel made it rain for Michigan State. He made it Right, he made it rain, right. You know. Right. You know. Monty owes a ribeye. Monty might skip some comments. He didn't skip Norman when making the wall. No, I guess not. So see what he did there? First time we've ever heard that. Right, because there's a lot of Normans on the wall, and you know we were unaware of that until this point. So, you know, thanks for pointing that out, man. Man, I had no idea. Yeah, great observation. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, hour number two of the Monty Show was and is hour number three presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Don't turn on the Cubs game. I will lose my mind. <laughs> 
Cubs are blowing the playoffs. <laughs> if they lose the playoffs and I have a heart attack, I am going to go to the Advocates at theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, and and I, I love that the Advocates put their communities first. And there's so many people that take and take and take on the business end of things from their communities. The Advocates know that when you come to the Advocates for representation, you've been in an accident, it's probably one of the worst days of your life. So they give back on a routine basis. Their entire business model is based on not taking from their clients because you never pay the advocates out of pocket. They, they represent you. They win your case. They pay you. That's how it works. You never scratch a check to the advocates. So it doesn't cost you a penny to talk to one of the leading injury attorneys in the country at theadvocates.com. You can chat with them online 24, seven, And I know I say it a lot, but I just have mad respect for Matt Driggs and his partners and attorneys and staff at the advocates. I've known those folks for over a decade. You guys, they're good people to do business with. Did you get hurt at work today? Were you in a car accident today? Did you get hurt over the weekend? And you've been thinking about it. If you've been asking yourself, do I need an attorney? My man, please get to theadvocates.com and just chat with an attorney online for free. No cost, no consultations, uh, consultation fees, no obligations. Theadvocates.com, uh, the presenting sponsor of The Monty Show. Mike Smith, they will no longer be accepting super chats paid with Chicago blood money. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Casey Anthony got away with it, skipped my super chat. Oh, I did. <clears throat> Casey Anthony for $2. Jag off of the day, Mel Tucker and his $77 million phone call. The CAC. So my guy, Casey Anthony over here, has introduced one of the greatest Chicago phrases ever, which is jag off. Uh, to the sh- and I am, I am thankful. I'm here for it. I am thankful for it. And I appreciate you, and I apologize I missed that super chat. So I appreciate yeah. you. Okay, our number three of the show. Have you guys have you guys seen this Chandler Jones situation? This is wild, bros. Chandler Jones a defensive end for the Oakland now they play in Las Vegas in a beautiful stadium Raiders. You know Chandler Jones, right? Yeah, defensive end, stud, you know, a lot of years in Arizona. Johnny Bones Jones brother. Yeah, we know him. So Chandler Jones and the Las Vegas Raiders had a falling out of sorts. Okay. Now, if you ask Chandler Jones, can I can ask him because he wrote it in his journal after he claims that he was uh, swooped up and hospitalized against his own will. I called the Raider GM six or seven times asking for help And I wonder if he had me put in here, Jones wrote, while he was hospitalized against his will. See, the Raiders said, allegedly, and they haven't said it publicly, but the Raiders apparently, according to Chandler Jones, believed that he was a threat to himself and others and had the police do a wellness check on him. Now, Jones is upset because he's not been allowed to play. And he claims he hasn't been allowed to play because he's spoken the truth about the Raiders. And so one night he's just chilling at his house. 
Knock on the door, right? Hmm. Who's at the door? Well, he thought it was going to be the Raiders GM to talk to him. No, it was authorities who he claims drugged him, put him in an ambulance, and took him to a hospital and held him there. And the entire time he was writing in his journal, I even left voicemails for the Raider GM. I was just trying to figure out why I'm not allowed in the building still. And why do I have to continually um, watch my brothers suffer every Sunday? But no answers. This place is not a place for high-profile athletes. And it just goes on and on. He talks about how on his first night he slept on the floor. Um, he talks about how his, his brother and his dad, like his brother brought him meals because he couldn't get a decent meal. His dad came and prayed with him. And he said, every game I, that I miss, it's a million dollars. I'm still confused. He says, I did, uh, I'm confused on what I did wrong. I'm stuck here and I'm very sane. Believe it or not, are you in? Are you out? Like, where do you come down on this whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a... I, I mean, what else is Chandler going to say? A, I think we need to say that. But he's writing this in a journal while uh, he's locked in a cell. I too. understand. I'm not, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't believe him. But for just being objective here, what else is he going to say? Number one. But number two, I think the more important point is, why are you sending authorities to his house? Like, what was the... Like, what's the thing here? What, like... What did he do that said, yeah, wow, we better go pick him up and hold him in a cell? That's what I'm trying to understand. That's like the the thing where I'm like, hey, you went and did something, and this guy alleges he was just at his house chilling, and you went and picked him up. So how did we get that done? What did he do? Or frankly, mm. maybe what did he not do? Because that could also be a thing. And how did we get here? And the problem I have with this is that the longer this goes on as an untold story in that sense, the more money he loses, the more opportunity he loses, the more uh, his image and brand takes a hit, and we just sit here and wait. This is wild. And I'm telling you, this is going to be a lawsuit. How could it not be? He's writing in a journal while he's locked down that he's fully sane. Now, obviously, the medical professionals around him will be the determining factor on that. Right. But he says he's losing a million dollars a week on this. And this is not the first time he's had this trouble. You guys will remember this uh, back at New England. He had the same issues. But this sounds like they did, you know, like one of those whole, I think it's called a 5150 where you're worried about him hurting himself or somebody else. And so they took him into custody. Like, it's wild. Yeah. Wild. He yeah. must, he had to, I can't believe in this day and age that he didn't say or do something that scared somebody. Well, and there was all those tweets that came out first. That's where this all started, allegedly, is he tweeted all that stuff, and then he brought it back by saying he got hacked. My problem with that is, is that you said some things that were, you know, kind of detailed in nature, very specific accusations. They weren't generalized they didn't seem it was very of, antonio brown right yeah it was much like when someone hacks an account and they start making things up you can kind of tell like hey it's very i like to describe it as very more like round ball accusations instead of like hard edge square to the point you know only getting it from this guy type accusation and 
that was my problem with the tweets is like you tweeted all this stuff and then you wanted to run it back and and i think what happened is nobody believed him and That's right. he probably kept talking and then they did the whole 5150 you're a threat to yourself or others we're gonna pick you up so i don't know who to believe here but I this family is not exactly normal i mean if you look at i mean john john bones jones yeah who is arguably the greatest mixed martial artist ever is Chandler Jones's brother. Yeah. And you don't have to look very far to find the criminal and what would seem mental health issues and addiction issues that Bones faced. Yeah. And I think we all have a pretty good idea those those things tend to be genetic yeah. and run in families. And if this was if this was Chandler Jones first run in I would feel a little differently, but it's not. It is not. And it is It is not good. Hey, one other thing I want to talk about in the NFL real quick. Did you guys see Aaron Rodgers yesterday on Pat McAfee? Absolutely crushing the Jets. Talking because there were fights on the sidelines of the Jets game this past weekend. Yeah. Um, the... Players supposedly hate Zach Wilson. They're going after him. They signed Trevor Simeon. And Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee that the Jets need to prepare more and stop pointing fingers at each other. And today, Robert Salah said, yeah, I have no problem with him calling us out. Did you have a problem? Like, I, I think it's a little weird that... Aaron Rodgers is the adult in the room all of a sudden? Well, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers has the unique position of being able to say these things. Like, understand Aaron Rodgers' position here. Aaron Rodgers isn't married to the Jets. This is not a guy who, it, you know, his his financial well-being's on the line. He essentially has nothing on the line here, right? Like, if the Jets tomorrow said, yeah, we're cutting you, we're going to pay you out, and we're done with you, Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a damn about that. So no, he, he, doesn't. Has, he has the ability to speak guilt-free and just generally freely. And that's why he's able to say these things. Because what are you going to say to me? If I say, hey, you need to prepare more, you need to point fingers, what are you going to say? I don't know what I'm talking about. Last time I checked, I'm the one who's the veteran in the all-world quarterback and you know the guy that was brought in here to be your savior, right? I didn't get hurt because I was ill-prepared. I got hurt because our offensive line got beat and I'm old. That's why I got hurt. So there's nothing they can say to Aaron. So well, I think the more stinging comment was the Jets need to grow up. Yeah. I, I, I think that is a harsh social reality. And I think what you're seeing when teams fight on the sideline like that, you're seeing a, co a coach who doesn't have control of his team. Because you're not seeing that in New England. You're not seeing that even in San Francisco. You're not seeing that in... Nine out of ten quality football clubs don't have fights on their sidelines. But, but we saw we saw Tom Brady get into it in New England and in Tampa. But it was with Tom Brady going after teammates, right. and that's that's what I'm saying is that that's different. It was a different structure. So a lot of people want to say, "Oh, it was quarterback fighting with his wide receivers," and you know it, it, they're just talking and trying to figure it out. No, it's different than that, dude. Like Zach Wilson is not a leader. Zach Wilson is a really talented guy, but he's not a starter in the NFL. He can be on your depth chart and you're fine. I'm not even convinced Zach Wilson's an NFL quarterback. Okay, well, maybe he's not. I mean, I not. think maybe it's sugarcoating it. Yeah, maybe he's not. I don't know, but I'm just telling you, the guy's in the league. He's on your team. So 
Zach Wilson, by all accounts, and this was my problem with Hard Knocks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep bringing it up. The Jets got painted as some rosy, great team, and everything was yeah, amazing, and we've got all kinds of wide receivers, and Zach's not a problem because we've got Aaron. But nobody wanted to talk about what happens if Aaron gets hurt, and this is what happens. And furthermore, I'm going to keep saying it too, this is what happens when your answer to Aaron Rodgers getting hurt is Trevor Simeon. It's an issue, dude. What are we doing? So I agree with Aaron. For And I'm not even an Aaron Rodgers guy. But I have to tell you, I agree this time. The Jets do need to grow up. The ownership in New York does need to grow up. The ownership in New York does need to do something. There are sacrifices needed to be made to win a Super Bowl. And I got news for you. I don't care how expensive it is to go get Kirk Cousins. You got the money, Woody. Yep. Don't tell me you don't. I Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Boyd Lake on Chandler Jones says, I smell HIPAA. Jim Choi says 5150. Haven't heard that in a while. Seriously. That's HIPAA. Uh, Ron Nolan, uh, where did he get the pencil? No way he would be allowed to have one hidden. I don't. It's funny. That's a great point. I never even thought of that. That's what I mean. There's questions with the Chandler Jones thing. Oh, there's things we don't know yeah. for certain. Uh, to Todd Father, we asked for everyone to pay attention to mental health. I 100% agree with the team here. But we don't pay attention to mental health. And, and the other thing I would say, Todd Father, is like, I, I don't know that we can necessarily just go out on a limb and agree with what the Raiders did, allegedly. Well, I, we don't know what Chandler did outside of the tweets. But if they genuinely thought he was going to kill himself or hurt himself. But or, how do we know like that? Britney Spears the other day. Did you guys see this thing yeah, with Britney well. Spears? Jake showed me this TMZ post of Britney Spears dancing with blades, these big knives. And then the next day, what did we see? Pictures of her with bandages on her arms. Okay, that's probably something we, we, we probably ought to go check on old Probably Brit. shouldn't be dancing with knives in your hands. Probably need to check on old Brit there, right? I don't know about this Chandler Jones thing. Yeah, Boyd, exactly right. The SEO king of America. There's more info here is how it sounds to me. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Raider Mark says Jones could have left unhinged voicemail messages. Who knows? Maybe. Something. Maybe. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think we can side with Jones. I don't think we can side with the team because all I know is Jones allegedly didn't tweet. His account, his account by his story got hacked. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if it's true they just rolled up to his house for no reason. I find that hard to believe. Me too. And I find it hard to believe that Chandler Jones did absolutely nothing in the facility in the days leading up to them rolling up to his house. Well, he wasn't allowed to be there. One of the one of Chandler Jones's biggest complaints is he was not allowed access to the Raider training facility. But, but, he claims he was working out at a local gym. He was lifting at a local gym because they would not allow him in the building. Which my question is, why wouldn't they allow you in the building? Because the Raiders aren't going to talk about that. that that's, that's HIPAA. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. But what if Chandler Jones, and again, I, I know we're just speculating here. What if he tried to get in the facility? What if he like, wh yeah. like what if he got frustrated, tried to get in the facility, even though he knew he wasn't supposed to be? Like That's what I'm saying. Boyd, there's more to this than we know. Yep. Boyd, uh, on the Aaron Rodgers thing, Aaron Rodgers smoked all the Weiner Jets. He did. Yeah. Oh, Chris Phillips. To complete the AFC West, Chiefs are 15-3 and three versus the Chargers since 2014. You know. I feel bad for my guy, Hey Bear. Uh, Jim Choi, Robert Salah has lost that team 100%. Uh, the Jets players do not like Wilson wearing that goofy headband like he's still playing football in high school or not. He takes a lot of heat for that thing. Uh, more cultural, Katie Raider says. Okay. 
Mike Smith, Wilson probably porked another player's mom. Pork. Okay, bro. I know I did not just get a, hey, he porked another player's mom reference. Wow. The cack. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, AARP Ron Rogers. Right. Aaron, Aaron, okay. Jim Choi, Jets players are uh, tired of Zach's mommy bringing cookies to practice. Wow. I'm sure they are. You guys dude. are cold blooded. Uh, James Oakey State fan who out. Wow. Wow. Talk about cathartic. You're going to do it, aren't you? Yeah. Now, nah, Spencer Strider striking out 50 Cubs tonight. No redos. Um, He's not pitching tonight. That's I know. Uh, James, the Oakey State fan on Twitter, said there are some issues in Stillwater. <coughs> water. Stillwater. <coughs> yeah, still water ice. Really? You mean, Wait. All is not well with the mullet? I'm a man. What show are you listening to? Who says such things? Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. Aaron Rodgers has played in the NFL for 19 years. He's earned the right to say what he said he has. 100% right. Yes. Raider Mark, Jets are a team without a winning culture. Exactly right. Where Cam Newton at? <laughs> Did you guys see that um, Colin Kaepernick sent a letter with references attached to the Jets? Yeah. Woody Harrelson... Took some heat, although I will say light heat. The actor, Nothing Woody serious. Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. My bad. No, not Woody, Woody Harrelson. Johnson? Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson took heat uh, from an old post on Twitter calling Colin Kaepernick weak for kneeling on the sideline. And that only came out because Cap sent that letter to the Jets, to which I say to Colin Kaepernick, dude, whatever your opinion on Colin Kaepernick is, that's fine. But Cap... It's it's time, man. It, you, your window's passed. It's pretty. It's pretty. It takes some balls to send that letter because you know it's going to get out. Yeah, and, and look, it's admirable. Like again, I, I'm not looking to get into what we think of uh, a cap or politics. You know, politics. I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. All I'm saying is that, dude, if you were in a situation where you know you got booted out of your industry for some stuff you had done or not done or whatever. And you've taken, I mean, what what has it been now? Must be close to 10 years that you've been out of, out of your given profession and you're still staying in shape trying. That's admirable, dude. And I think uh, it, he's never getting back in. And I do think it's time for him to move on, but it's admirable. Yeah. Takes a lot of balls, dude. Dakota Tubbs. What's up, Dakota? Um, the Jets could always dust off Matt Leinert. Seriously. No, he's in the hot uh, What about RG3, dude? What about RG3? Hey, guys. Uh, RG3 the other day was like, oh, yeah, teams still call me. No, they don't. No, they don't. RG, they don't. Uh, Going to have to pry Matt Leinart away from the Wendy's drive through window. <laughs> be said, pause, wow. bro, pause. Wow, butt fumbles? Exactly. Jim Choi, uh, hey, he wants to give respect to Jim McMahon. <laughs> Jeff Woodworth, Mark Sanchez still out there. Mac Jones fumbles from the front, and Mark can fumble from the back. Yeah. Wow, there he is. Whoa, there he is. What's up, guys? It's been a while since I've seen an NBA topic promoting the program. Yes! Well, my man, you missed a full hour of pissed off football fans as we talked NBA. And everybody was asking, we're salty. You know. People want your number, Salty, so they can text you when NBA comes up. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Salty, where the hell were you? We did an hour of NBA. We yeah, did. dude. You're casual. Mike Smith, they did you dirty, Salty. <laughs> uh, 
Johnsons don't care about winning. To these billionaires, it's just bragging amongst billionaire crowd. Well, you ain't hey, wrong. You ain't wrong. Um, let's see. All good. I can go back. You can. Yes, you can. Jeff said, uh, we sent our wellness checks on you, Salty. We did. Yeah. Chandler Jones told us he couldn't find uh, probably too soon. Too soon, dude. Too uh, soon. You guys realize the program starts at 7 a.m. down here. Yeah, get your ass well, dude, out of bed. Out, dude, don't, don't make any excuses. I, I know last night you were pulling a John Morant in the club. Like, I get it, dude. You got to be committed. Come on, bro. Put some Come shrimp on, on the bobby, yeah, mate. man. Let's go, dude. Get don't, out of bed. Put some. Uh, that's an Australian slander. Don't dude. tell me that you can't get out of bed, Salty. I know you can. Croc, hey, mate. I'm still waiting for my keg of 4X gold. Where's the crocodile hunter, Mike? Yeah, dude. Where's Steve, bro? Come on. I'm going to hell. Ain't no reset. I'm going to hell. It, so it is what it is. Um, oh, man. What all right, real show. quick before we get out of here, um, can we talk about working in the office again? Do you miss working in the office? Like, Well, we work in an office, so no, no, no not no, really. No, 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 no. You know what I mean, though. No, I'm being serious. As an employee... When we worked in the office in Scottsdale, do you I miss, miss it. it. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the group. I miss kicking the shit out of everybody. In th- or, damn. Dude. I miss beating everybody's ass wholesale. Here I sales. am. So Jake and I worked at the old Yelpatory. Man, those were the days, weren't they? In downtown Scottsdale, Arizona. And it was amazing. We had hundreds and hundreds of people. And we ate lunch with the same people. We ate the same tacos, the same pizza. The community of the office. The is camaraderie. What we miss. The, the, you know. The bad speeches from your boss to fire everyone playing, up. Playing like, garbage can basketball on the way from the parking garage to the building. Or I miss, I do. I miss it. I miss it. And now we're different. We're, we're in an office building, you know, for, for our, for our business. And, you know, that's cool. And, like, you know people, but it's different. Like, it's, it's different. different when you're in the trenches with your people every day doing something, you yeah. know? And there's, like, hundreds of you doing it. And, you know, you – I don't know, man. I The Office the office is a great TV show. And also, uh, I think a core fundamental of the American lifestyle. Hey, my Monday through Friday gig – Hate it some weeks, love it other weeks. Yeah. When are we taking PTO? Like, hate douchebag at the office who doesn't clean up the coffee on his desk. Like, those are all things that we all relate to, man. And it's why, like, earlier in the show, the doubleheader on Monday Night Football got brought up. Yep. Dude, one of the one of the core things in life as an American is, oh, man, dude, America. it's Monday. We hate Monday. But, damn, I closed two deals today and Monday Night Football's on. Dude, we got Tua and Patty on Monday Night Football tonight. Yeah, let's get it, dude. Like, that's what that's what life is about. And now we went through that thing that YouTube doesn't like us to talk about, and everyone worked from home, and that was okay. I mean, we still were the best at Yelp, but it wasn't quite the same. Salamini, Yelp salespeople are ruthless. Damn right they are. And they're good. That is the best sales training I have ever had. Uh, Woodworth, working from home lets me watch the Monty Shogram. We love you working at home. And so that's the conversation. For From the company side, a lot of companies want to bring you back to the office. Amazon, and, like, there are a lot of companies doing it. And I'm just like, dude, like, I, I'm curious how, how Americans are going to fight this. Uh, like, is the large majority yeah. going to go back to the office, or is the large majority They're going to fight it. Are they going to fight it? And yeah. I think they will. Yeah, I agree. All right, a couple more, and then we got to roll. Jim Choi says, life must have been good at Yelp, dude. Oh, it was incredible. 
paper. Absolutely incredible. Community Tacos Beavis laugh. <laughs> uh, salty drunk. Monty doing an Australian accent, please. Shrimp on the Bobby, Mike. <laughs> I'd have to tinkle. Play the music. Always good to see you guys. Love you. Thanks for watching the show. Please give us a thumbs up. The Monty Show is always presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.